This is your announcer Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Did everyone enjoy yesterday's eclipse? I decided to be crazy and look directly at the sun. I don't know what the big deal is. All I saw was... Nothing. I am a robot. I do not have eyes. Don't be an idiot. And now, here's the Metal Injection Livecast. You don't be an idiot, Chuck. Well, it seems that that advice is kind of a moot point because by the time this airs, well, even as we're recording it live, the eclipse has passed us. So, you know, he, he's telling people not to look at the sun, but well, it doesn't matter. Well, there's an eclipse happening in eight years, so... Oh, true, right. This could be... Yeah, but I think that it's... You know what I was reading is that, you know, your natural instinct when the sun is just in the sky normally is it hurts to look at the sun, so you look away instinctively. But when you're looking at the eclipse, the brightness of the sun is diminished, so you don't turn away from it, and it looks cool, but it can still damage your eyes badly. I was talking to somebody yesterday who said he caught a reflection of it in his cell phone screen mm. and had a headache for the rest of the day. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that just it caused that. headaches. And it hurt his eye. His eyeball hurt. Yeah. Uh, so a bunch of people in Midtown where I work were just outside staring at the sky without <coughs> the special glasses. Oh. And uh, then some of them figured out that there's like a reflection of the eclipse on a building. So they were looking at, at the eclipse through that. And I glanced at it and it like still, like I felt like I was losing my vision. My retina was I'm not going to lie. I looked up at the sun unprotected for like two seconds and my eyes Don't hurt me. since. Seriously? <laughs> well, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt more intensely yesterday than it did today. So I'm like feeling better about Jesus it. But Christ. Uh, definitely felt like a moron. But I was, I, I have this memory from being a kid. Like there was a partial eclipse when I was in elementary school. And I feel like I'm obviously not remembering this right, but I feel like I did that then as well, and I was fine. And that's what that's what I was going by my dumb loose memory, as opposed to literally everyone everywhere saying, yeah. "Do not look at the sun." Yeah. Was it a lunar eclipse, perhaps? Uh, it was during. Well, what do you mean? Like it was at night, like a sun covering the. A lunar yeah, yeah, no, no, right. no. It was a daytime. Oh, okay. It was. It was during school hours. I remember we went into the. I don't know what what the deal was there, but anyway, it was very stupid, and I might black out at some point. Yeah. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. Thankfully, though, uh, I did. No, no holes in the eyes now. Uh, Roland and I went out with DJ Who Kid. What? With who? Who? Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. On first. DJ Who Kid. That's what I'm asking you. I don't know what DJ that Who. Is that a, is a, a guy. I don't know. It's a, a DJ. DJ Third or a radio his name is DJ. Hookit. Yeah. And I gave you a choice and you said yeah. It's both. Thank you. And uh, he had the special solar glasses, <laughs> so you couldn't see anything through them unless you looked at the sun. It was just like pitch black, and it just looked so cool. Well, Rob has something in common with Donald Trump because he also yeah. looked at. I the, learned from my president. Bunch of dummies. <laughs> 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 Rob has just been hired to replace Steve Bannon, I think, oh. because of his uh, eclipse viewing. Uh, uh, Rob Bannon. Rob Bannon. Rob Bannon. I do not take the job. Oh. I will refuse. Wow. Your skin is too unless, good. Unless uh, Jeff Sessions retires. That seat needs to be filled by someone with leprosy. 
Mm. Because he he left leprosy all over the yeah. office furniture, so it's like they don't want to infect a, a healthy person. Well, that seat doesn't tacli- technically need to be filled at all, right? Like chief strategist isn't like a. It was a position real made position. specifically for him. Yeah, I guess so I, they're probably just there won't be anyone. Yeah, like why do you need a strat? You need a strategist when you're campaigning. So that's all Trump really does. And is yeah, he's on a campaign stop in Phoenix today. <laughs> yeah, he's he's running for president in 2020 yeah. now, right? Well, he's I mean, running to take as much money from these people as he can and sell as many hats. Yep. Because yeah, he squeezes as much money from yeah. the secret services until, oh until our budgets dry. Seems they don't have any money left already. They're working on it. All right, cool. Are you working on it? Give us a call. 213-WIDE-NUT. That's our number. It's By the a- way, I totally missed the eclipse. I was sitting in my apartment I'm like, oh, it's going to be cool when it gets like pitch black out. And then nothing happened. And it was like 3 o'clock and I was just like... Did did they cancel the eclipse? And then people were like, "No, it was cloudy, so you had to like go outside to see anything else." Like, oh, oh well. But also, you couldn't it. really see. It was like not nothing in New York, you know. Yeah, it, it was, was just a, like an overcast. No, yeah, you could see boring. it. You could no, see you like could a, see it, but it, was, it wasn't a big. Uh, one of our friends that we talk about, our Facebook friends that we've talked about on the air. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to mention <laughs> he posted <laughs> these. He posted like six pictures, okay. and. Five of them were from like they were perfect crisp NASA photographs, and the literally sixth, yeah like literally, literally from NASA, NASA. Okay. and the sixth one was like a little smug of the uh, smudge of dog shit. <laughs> that was the one he said. And no, and he goes, and this top left one is from my wife, and oh, the other five are from NASA. Thanks for clarifying that that little fucking pimple that you put up there was not from NASA. I oh. thought it was the other way around. You fucking dipshit. <laughs> Squeaky, if you're listening, give us a call. 213 Wide Nut. That's 213-943-3688. And uh, a few of us are still recovering from all the professional wrestling this weekend. Oh, my God. What a wonderful time of year. It 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 wasn't. It was was an okay time of year. It's like I feel that the anticipation is always awesome, and then it's like 50-50 whether it's going to be a letdown or not. I don't think I was let down. I had a great – well – NXT was really good. All, uh, the three of us went to NXT, mm-hmm. and uh, I think we'd all agree it was great. Yeah, ah, oh, it was great. Oh, Everything about it, I have no hardly a couple of tiny nitpick complaints, but. And then uh, we uh, we did not go to SummerSlam, but we all watched it at home. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a fine show. I thought it was above average. It was okay. I had a great time. It was me and Noah and her sister, who's never watched wrestling, so uh, it was like. A, but you got the she, Mark perspective. She didn't. Uh, go into it judgmentally. She was very open to it. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of, oh, wow, that's impressive. Oh, oh my, how did they do that? Your, your sister, sister's Mrs. Divitelli. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's what she sounds like. All right, with the flips already. <laughs> uh, no, but I liked it. And then like I went online and I noticed that the online reaction was far more negative than, than I felt like... Uh, but I think part I, of it I is agree. just the people I, that you hang you experience the show with. I think I enjoyed the hang a lot more yeah. than necessarily the matches. Well, I think the the um, the online reaction I thought also was more negative than I would have even mm-hmm. been about. I thought there were a few really good matches. I thought the main event was really good, but the yes. ending ruined it. I think the ending was completely. I like it. It was fine. It was fine. I don't want it to be fine. It's SummerSlam. It's supposed to be great. Yeah. I didn't think he would come back. They worked you. 
Zach, but I didn't think he would win. But that was crazy how uh, Braun put him through the table. I thought it was very good build-up because I didn't. I really legitimately didn't know who would win. I yeah. thought if I had a pick in a cynical way of how WWE does things, I would say, well, he's going to fight in UFC and they want him to have the belt on him and stuff. But I try, like I try to, I, I tried to wipe that out of my mind. But of course, it turned out being that. Hello. Uh, Noah well, he's still watching SummerSlam on her laptop. What I was like, I didn't know who would win until they made that stipulation that if Brock Lesnar lost, he would uh, leave WWE. And it was just like, oh, it's common knowledge that his contract runs out after WrestleMania. So it was like, mm-hmm. Brock is winning. And even going into it, not I can't say knowing, but heavily assuming who the winner was going to be, mm-hmm. it still didn't ruin my entertainment at all and it was so great and I, and the match while was great. the finish itself did come out of nowhere yeah ultimately roman reigns lost to brock lesnar so i'm, I'm fine with that <laughs> i'm fine with that yeah. i don't have any problem with roman reigns the jobbing or brock lesnar winning it's just how it happened it was really annoying and i thought it could have been done a lot better <clears throat> and uh the day before nxt actually uh, Noah and I went to uh, hang out with a bunch of wrestlers again, like we did no, last no, year. No big deal, you know. Well, it was a it was a party put together by the video game company, and there was a red red carpet, and we were covering it. And uh, I got some good Ooh. footage. I'm going to be posting it tomorrow. But here's a little. Oh, look at that! That's us. That was very nice of him. Anyone else? I'm Alexis Bliss, and you're listening to the Metal Injection Livecast. Hey, right. And uh, okay. we talked to Alexa Bliss. She is the now former Raw Women's Champion. Chunk mm-hmm. Hong. And uh, <laughs> after, after our interview, Noah, Noah, said, Noah had a little thank you for her that we actually captured. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you, I did my first uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition, and I watched your entrance to get like, in the zone. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, that's awesome! Thank you so much for the inspiration. I appreciate it. I love it. Thank you. You have a great face. Yeah, the best. Right here? Was that you kissing her? No, no, no. I did the the kissing my fingers. Like, mwah. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you glommed on her cheek there. No, no, no. But if that's true, I watched her and Naya just like their game face. What a kiss up you are. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Everybody, twenty people a day say that shit to me. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> she was very nice. She, her response was very nice. Uh, Gracious. Uh, I would say either. Well, I want to. I might. I want to win. So yeah. This is not necessarily musically based, but I would say either Henry Rollins, Pretty Jackson, but probably that. Oh my! The question I was asking—I forgot what this clip was—is if you could team up with any musician, hmm. who would you team up? With? Danzig, clearly. And, the, and then this maybe was, when he was like thirty. Yeah, nobody cruiserweight. <laughs> I would say either. Well, I want to. I might. I want to win. So yeah. yeah. This is not necessarily musically based, but I would say either Henry Rollins, Pretty Jackson, but probably that bassist from Metallica. Oh, Robert Trujillo. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. He looks a lot like Roman Reigns, yeah. too, so I wouldn't be confused. <laughs> 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 
I would team up with uh, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers because he looks like uh, Will Ferrell. And Will Ferrell has like that, you know, uh, like uh, superhuman idiot strength, I feel. Mm-hmm. So maybe Chad Smith also has it. <laughs> Will Ferrell looks like he, yeah. he was in a fight. He'd just run at you with his arms waving. Or just... r- run the other way with his arms waving. <laughs> yeah, One way or the other, that's what he would do. It just depends <laughs> on the direction. Okay. <laughs> Really? You think that's you think him getting his ass kicked is gonna help you out? Yeah. <laughs> He'll, he can bring the snacks after the fight. Or the oxygen machine. I would pick that bassist from Metallica. <laughs> Cliff Burton. Because he's really good at like taking a five star frog splash from a bus. <laughs> he's got experience. Right. Well, he can be a doorstop and hold the door open after you 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 exit the ring. Oh can. my god! Wow! <laughs> Come on, he died like thirty one years ago. Jason, is there enough of him left to make a doorstop? Do you think? Oh, <laughs> gotta be bones. Use his femur. <laughs> Uncle Fever? <laughs> oh. oh, stop. First of all, if we, we got Jason Newstead already. Like, they're going to find this clip anyway. First of all. First of all. First of all. Like I said, he was a bad bassist. Stop making button jokes, first of all. <laughs> should, should worry about. Okay. <laughs> Uh, mine would be Andy Williams from Every Time I Die. Oh. Why is that? He's, a, he's training to be a pro wrestler, so it works oh. out. And he's a, like a big, beefy dude. Oh, can we say Smashing uh, Pumpkins? Because then you'd be friends with the booker, Billy Corgan. Oh, he's not booking any. Well, oh, he's, he's the, he owns it. So you, you no, could, he doesn't own. Impact. He doesn't. What no, happened? that didn't go through. Oh, it didn't. No, uh, the Fight Network bought it. Someone else bought it. There goes my plan. I was gonna say you could just put me over, <laughs> and I won't have to fight. I see what you're saying. This is this is anti kayfabe. Oh, what? this was supposed to be in kayfabe. In kayfabe. Is that like right. like Antifa? But yeah, wrestling? Antica. <laughs> it's a pizza place. <clears throat> uh, so what else? What else happened? Well, I, I had a ginger. Ginger did a bumper too, but ginger? for some reason that didn't. Uh, the WWE champion Jinder yes. Mahal. Oh, ginger, ginger, ginger Mahal, the yeah. women's champion <laughs> from India. All right, except she's a redhead. Yeah. And uh, uh, so we'll have that next week. But I'm going to post the clip tomorrow, the video clip. But he was a good dude, right? Like he wasn't in character. He's yeah, he was very nice. Well, Ultimate Heel movie, I was like, what is your uh, favorite metal band? And he's like, oh, Metallica, uh, Nickelback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he That's, Canadian? Yeah. He is. Oh, fucking. Ugh. But now he said he didn't mind them. Actually, he took it, he took it back and said he didn't mind. Canadians them. can never cross each other. They, they no, stick together. Uh, but wouldn't you like want like y- you don't defend American bands that are horrible? But he's probably friends with them. Oh, like because no. they're, they're just like Canada famous knows. Canadians. Yeah, there's only like fifty thousand people that live in Canada. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Nickelback is probably into wrestling. You they think? probably go to events. Uh, well, they they them. were like their song was a theme for Raw for a really long time. But that's just because they got paid, though. Yeah, they seem too uppity. I mean, they might be fans. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just saying. I don't think just because they had the song yeah. on it that they yeah, yeah, yeah. are into it. Next time you interview them, Rob, find out. 
<laughs> I don't give a fuck. Don't. The <laughs> biggest. Sh- the, I don't know if this was a shock. But I'm Antina. <laughs> I hate Nickelback. <laughs> I'm an of Nickelback. Just go protest all their concerts. <laughs> no, I was gonna walk up and punch Chad Kroger. <laughs> break any statues I see of Chad Kroger. A lot of those Confederate <laughs> statues do look a lot like him. Chad, <laughs> Chad will not replace us. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, crossing streams there. You're right. Wouldn't it be uh, like Corey Taylor will not replace us? I, I, I went with it in the moment. Yeah, <laughs> and it, okay. it, it worked for a second. Now now <laughs> when we have to analyze it, it's, it's, it's not working. The shocker, the biggest shocker, I don't know if this is that big of a shock, but to me I was a little taken aback. So I I asked Kurt Angle, uh, do, you know, do you listen to rock or metal? Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, no, not really. Uh, Metallica? Like yeah. He's like, come up with an answer. And then I go, <laughs> well, what do you listen to? You know, And he goes... My You're not going to believe this. Wait, what did you say? My saying? own theme music. <laughs> no. I suck. The anthem. Even more shocking than that. He goes, you won't believe this, but I listen to, to Christian music. I, why wouldn't I believe yeah. that? I would totally believe that. I was like, I, I did. I say, though, Kurt Angle looked like a little baby playing in a playpen. Like, he was so happy. Well, I mean, they're paying him millions of dollars to just stand around and be Kurt Angle. Like, I would be yeah, happy, too. He de- yeah, he definitely spent the most time on the carpet. He seems like a good guy. It's not like the Bella Twins who were like the mean girls to you at the... Uh... No, they were, so no they, were, they were very friendly and accommodating. Uh, I don't know. I think they were a little condescending. No, not at all. They were so nice. It's one of the reasons that I started watching wrestling. I was like, wow, these oh, guys really? really nice. I thought when you said calorie girl, they kind of like scoffed yeah. at you. No, no, it was... It was <laughs> we hear that again? Do you happen to have that? I, don't uh, I do have it, yeah. Just the context. <laughs> Uh, well, Rob was interviewing the Bella Twins, <laughs> and one of them said, I'm a Cali girl, meaning she's from California. And Rob said, oh, I'm a bit of a calorie girl, too, myself. Is that what it was? Yeah. Somehow I yeah. Th- like yes. the, I remembered it as being when he asked, like, corn or flour tortilla, and she said corn because, like, she watches her calories. No, I no? Did, no oh. she did not say calorie at all. No, she said Cali. <laughs> she definitely said calorie. Well, uh, she said Cali girl. She said, we're Cali girls. And then Rob thought it was calorie. And Rob said, I'm also a bit of a calorie girl. Oh <laughs> Making a joke, but it wasn't what they had said. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I think it was what they said, but all right. I remember this vividly. Well, no, because then she even corrects you and goes, no, I said Cali girl. Didn't, isn't that? Yeah. She even no, says uh, what she, she said. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. She corrected me. I'm trying to find the clip. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, I can't believe that. It was that long ago. This is WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins, and you're getting your fix of metal injection. So this is all the ma- answering corn, corn or flour. flour tortilla. Which do you prefer? Oh, I gotta go corn. Steve Austin. Yeah, I, I dig flour, but you gotta go corn. Especially if you're trying to watch He's the weight. Texas. You should I just not. had corn tortillas for lunch today. And what do you prefer? Do you prefer so corn or he flour? He loved answering that. He had the biggest smile <laughs> on his face. Yeah, because everyone's asking him stupid <laughs> shit. Are you ever gonna fight Hulk Hogan and blah blah blah? Corn or flour? T- That's the best question I've been asked all damn day. <laughs> or tortilla. Oh, corn, hands down. 
I have this a very important question Here, now. Yeah. Do you guys prefer corn or flour tortilla? Corn. Corn. The calories. Well, yeah. Just for the calories? Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, I would but love when to you do flour. Do you get a homemade doughy one? one? Yeah. I eat like 10 of them when I was young. I'm like, put butter on it, cinnamon sugar. I'm like, screw it. No, I just like a burrito with the like homemade flour tortilla. Yeah. And chips and salsa. Every Wednesday girls. Yeah, see? You grew up a- Well, but see, she said right, calories right. initially. She said calories, but Which then- is what, what got the cal- <laughs> calorie. <laughs> We're calorie girl. Right, okay, all- fair enough. I never. Me too. I mean, like, look at this belly over here. I'm a calorie girl. <laughs> no calorie girl. So not only did you, not only did you hear her wrong, and not only did you make an embarrassing joke, you also kind of called her fat, because you said, "I'm also a calorie girl. Look at this belly over here." No. <laughs> Just like you, right? <laughs> That's not the implication. The implication was like, oh, I really love calories as evidenced by my massive yeah, gut. Yeah, but I could see, you know, how she... <laughs> well, I'm telling you how I implied it. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Me too. I mean, like, look at this belly over here. I'm a calorie girl. I love that. <laughs> no, Cali girl. Oh, Cali. I think you were saying calorie girl. I'm like, oh, that's... No, calorie, no, Cali. Okay, that makes more sense. Me I am not a calorie <laughs> So you left that in like the thing you posted to Mel the No, this was just a, a live cast uh, edit. So, I didn't put this uh, in the original. Uh, well, you got to give Rob credit for having a sense of humor and and playing. Oh it. yeah, that was so it was so funny. And also, I think when I did this, we talked about it on the show and we oh, had yeah, a great we had laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it, I had to put it in so our our, our wonderful listeners. And I'm like, what is there to be ashamed of here? Well, you have a little shame. You edited it out for the for the main, uh, right? Song. But uh, it didn't really flow with that with that piece. Other metal injection, uh, other metal injection fans are unforgiving. I dub them unforgiving. Holly <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> girl. Chips and salsa. <laughs> so there's that. So yeah, I'm gonna be posting this year's video. A little later today. Oh, and then and then so after the red carpet thing, Snoop Dogg came out to do a DJ set. This oh, I guess yeah? this was like kind of the enticement for the local media to be like, hey, if you come do interviews, you could have a private concert by Snoop Dogg. Well, guess- a DJ set. It's not like a con- you know he's not he only he started the the. DJ set with still DRE and he performed that and he just and he oh I was gonna say but he just spun records mostly yeah he sp- so he like spun the record and he had a mic and he rapped over uh, the rap on the record you know what I mean it's kind of like well, well, it was cool it was it was a fun moment you know yeah eventually he started playing uh journey which is oh dear it, yeah it really <laughs> deteriorated from like rap and like like so it went from th- that still DRE to uh, up in here, well, what's the DMX song with the party, all- up. party up? Thank you, and then uh, and then just you know further and further away from rap journey. to journey, and I was like, wait, what? Go play a little air supply, yeah. <laughs> the best every woman in the world to me. The best thing about his set, though, you know, this is in a like a private studio space, a giant hall, mm. like. On the west side, like right by the Javits Center, you know, it's just a private space they rented and they really dolled it up with like set pieces from the video game. And like there's, you know, a whole vibe to the to this to the venue to make it look like the marketing for the video game. So it's like a serious thing. There's security. Snoop Dogg doesn't give a fuck. He lights up a blunt (laughs) two songs in. 
smoking a blunt while he's DJing. And and he's like, anybody want to want want a piece of this? Want to hit off this blunt? And obviously everyone goes ah. And so once once the blunt gets to like a third of the way, mm-hmm. he just goes to the front of the stage and hands it off to the crowd. What? And people are just passing around the street. You get that shit? I jetted for it. I was so <laughs> close to it, but then like right before I, I was able to get to it. Security just. You know, knocked it off. And then like 20 minutes later, he's smoking another blunt and passing it. I was going to say, if you miss a Snoop Dogg blunt, just hang around a few minutes. He smokes blunts the way people smoke cigarettes. Yeah, like it's it's it was it was chain toker. What what a way to aspire to. Wow. So they couldn't get DJ who kid for this. (laughs) He might have been there. I'm sure he would have loved to have done it. Not DJing. Uh, and then the next night I met up with some friends. So there's a bar right by Barclay Center called McMahon's. Really? And wouldn't you know it? That's a, quite a good pregame spot for Barclay's uh, wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I met up with some friends. Some friends like? Uh, well, I met up with uh, Sean from uh, SiriusXM Liquid Metal. And I, I guess the Busted yeah, Open Radio guys yes. who would do the wrestling our new, show on Our Busted new Open. wrestling pals. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, so there was a, it was on a balcony that we were just sitting and hanging out. And like right Man. before we were going to leave, I smarked, uh, I sparked up a joint. You smarked up <laughs> smarked. a joint. Smarked up a That's joint. That's a good term for yeah. that. <laughs> and I was being like pretty uh, coy about it. I was Worst hiding. joint ever. <laughs> of course, Rob would smoke at like in, you know, outside space of, of a bar. I would say, you know, we're outdoors. This sativa is minus five stars. <laughs> Did all those podcast guys get arrested? No, but. Oh, no. What happened was like after like 20 minutes, one of the barbacks just comes out and is like, hey, who could, hey, look, could whoever's smoking stop, please? The wind is just blowing it right into the bar. You know, we're a we're private establishment. People oh, are complaining. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, you know, at that point, I put, put the rest of the clip away. But oh, that was nice of you. In, in my head, I was very much like, oh, you know, we're outside. It's just going to blow, you know, out into the ether. And it blew right into the But bar. what was happening is every, it seemed like every time I exhaled a hit, someone would open the door, like, immediately after. And I could so even why not see just the face smoke. the other way? Just because of the wind, it doesn't uh, matter. Like I, I remember uh, asking you to put a joint away once, and uh, you <laughs> told me no. But I guess you got to be a bar owner. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, bar owner tells you, hey, okay, I'll put it away. You yeah, got arrested me. for their sins, Darren. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a one hitter at the time. But okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, can I can I oh, tell boy. a quick story about Rob? Uh oh. So when we went to the event, we were staying outside on the line. Uh, schwitzing because it was so fucking hot. It was. And uh, before you walk in, there's security and they check your bags and pat you down and everything. So Rob goes, oh, Noah, can you hold my my weed? Mm-hmm. You oh, know, is, do, you, do you have a secret compartment in so your purse? when you got fingerprinted, uh, yeah. <laughs> tell us about the police station. Uh, no, it didn't get that far. Okay. So I'm like, yeah, sure, of course. And I think he's going to hand me like his one hitter and like a small bag of weed. He dumps a like dump five joints. Three <laughs> joints. Three joints into my purse and then like uh-huh. another one in a capsule or like, was that your weed? No, there were just three joints. Each of them were in a like plastic joint holder. 
I don't know. It just there were like three were, pieces of it plastic. It just seemed like you were dumping a lot more. So then I'm like, it okay. It seemed like it. So <laughs> it's I like could... a bunch of sunflower seed shells tumbled out also. <laughs> that was what most of the space was taking. <laughs> they all had weed in them. <laughs> so I, I put it in my wallet because I have a long wallet and I zipped it closed. And then like... In, like at the event, I took my wallet out and I opened it to to get a business card out, and I just get this like little like fart of weed. <laughs> wow! Did you get high off of that? Too? No, but we did get high afterwards <laughs> on actual weed. <laughs> well, um, but it was a great time, and then NXT was fun. We were actually seated not too far. Yeah. From you, Darren, Darren, you and your wife. We're in the next uh, section over. And there was a fucking camera arm, like a big boom in the, the jib. way. For so like much of the show. It was, did you get blocked by that at all? No, uh, not no, really. Like, not at all. You were probably right out of the range. Of yeah. Because there were people chanting, move that camera, like getting True. irate. Yeah. I, I, did, I did hear those chants. It was really bad. I mean, I feel like once we got used to it, like you kind of there was just like one spot where the wrestlers had to be that you couldn't see anything. Mm-hmm. It was really fucking annoying. Like, there's got to be a better way to position the camera that's not blocking like a quarter of the arena, you know? Well, uh, you got to realize that you know you're at a TV taping. You know, it's not that, like like their priority is the the Probably. audience but at home. Here's what they should do. They've got to know when they're doing the prep what areas are going to be blocked a little bit or not. Leave a little note on each seat where there's going to be a blocked view saying, your view's going to be blocked a little bit. Here's a voucher for like a free popcorn, free soda. Yep. Sorry about the inconvenience. Yeah, that, I, Done. No one will bitch. Yeah, but... Just acknowledge the issue, and that's it. Don't sell those seats if their priority is the audience at home. And oh, no, they want your they... money. They still want your money. Yeah, okay. They're going to sell every seat they can, and if they yes, will bitch, then... You could maximize yeah. everything. You could position the camera somewhere that it's not, you know, like. Maybe sure. it depends on the arena. I don't know. Because I feel like if they could address that issue somehow, wouldn't they? Like, why wouldn't they? They don't really give a fuck. Like, people are going to buy those seats no matter if what. If you're watching the, the show on uh. TV and all you hear is people screaming, move the camera over and over again, they probably don't want that. Yeah, it was only like that section okay. chanting and not the. No, you, no section unity. But there were, you told me it's like there, there were these two indie guys that debuted and you oh, said yeah. someone in your section like what, what happened there um well red dragon came out you know this uh and um and um the the guy behind me like this max nerd just stands up go in case any first first he goes that's red dragon that's red dragon about eight times and then he goes in case anyone doesn't know oh my that's God. red dragon well, that, that's so funny because behind Rob and I, mm-hmm. like it, it, and on both sides, there was one guy going, who is that? Who is uh-huh. that? And a little kid I like, I don't know who that is. I can't tell. So guess who turns around and fills them in on it? It wasn't me. So you were that section's that guy. Yes, I was. <laughs> but, but to be At fair, the guy asked. Helpful. Right. Yeah, the yeah. guy asked first. Nobody asked this fucking jerk off. Yeah, they were wondering and no one was answering them. So I was like, okay, let me just tell them. It's Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Like, okay, you, you know, seen indie wrestling. Congratulations. Yeah, and the day before, we even uh, hung out with Bobby Fish for a minute. And there he was in the final segment of NXT because he was you at that did. party. Yes. But he wasn't doing, like, publicity. He was just hanging out. And uh, I convinced Noah to go up and say hi to him. Yeah. Because he does mixed martial arts. So oh. he knew a little bit. I mean, he, he knows about jujitsu and stuff. So we talked about that a little bit. Can't use that dumb uh, mustache as a uh, like a, a disadvantage. In I, I noticed I was up close. He puts a lot of product in his 
mustache, a lot of beard oil. I like it. It could just be like maple syrup from breakfast or something. You never know. No, 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 no. no. It's definitely it's definitely beard beard oil is a big thing now. It always goes back to food with you, Sid. It definitely. I've. Definitely been pitched beard oil multiple times. Wait, wait, how, how do you mean you've been pitched? Be- someone I pitched it onto so many- <laughs> Like people throwing it at you. Someone saying you should use yeah, it. Someone I wanted to advertise it. on metal injection. I don't know which. Yeah, I know that I should use it. I'm going to go with like someone. This person uh, some had, I, I'm not going to go into specifics, but a person invested in a beard oil product. <laughs> it was like, here, take one. Please. Like, try it out. Put it on. It, it feels great. Did you? Yeah. And it was like, uh, I don't not, know. Nothing special, but your beard's not that long. Like what? I, what's what's it supposed to do for you? I don't know. It's supposed that's to like grow for, in better or something like that. That's Who like knows? for people with ZZ Top beards, they need to cream those because there's a lot, a lot of hair. Cream? It's not cream. It's cream. an oil. Whatever. If you use enough of it, it probably looks pretty creamy. Got a cream beard? No. No. <laughs> cream beard. Nothing about <laughs> it is creamy. <laughs> do you get it in different like flavors? There are different scents, yes. Oh, but they're all like musky, like manly, you know, Dracar wooden Noir scents. scented. No, it's I think just it's like mostly <laughs> brute. I think, I think it's mostly to help like the food roll off the beard when you're eating. It just like slides right no, off. No, it's also like kind of like it gives it like a little more volume and like condition. Hold, yeah, it's a little yeah. bit of a conditioner. It's weird. It's the thing. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's time for a segment we haven't done in a while. It's called Beyond the Band. We talk to people in the in the music scene, in the metal scene, that uh, aren't just in a band, but also uh, contribute to the business side of it. And hopefully, for those of you looking to get into the music industry, you could uh, learn a thing or two about it. Yeah, it's mostly to highlight other careers in the music industry that you can get into besides being in a band. Yes, thank you, Noah. That's a great point. And uh, one person uh, I- I've wanted to have on this segment for a while is the person I'm about to dial. He's also the frontman of I Kill Ya. His name is Jason Leckberg, and I'm dialing him in right now. I don't know why that sounded like a threat. This is Jason. Hey, Jason, it's Rob. Hey. You are on the air on the Metal oh. Injection Livecast. Sweet. Hello. Thank you for taking the time to hang out with us. Hey. You're here with myself, Noah. Sid. Hey. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you for having me on. I've been uh, enjoying listening to uh, your recap of WWE stuff that I don't know anything about. <laughs> right on, right on. Oh my on. god, it's the best. I mean, especially for for someone who understands like the behind the scenes stuff. Before I got into wrestling, I would watch the main events with Darren and Rob for their commentary and I was always like in awe of the production. Yeah, it's really Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So That's it, awesome. I heard I heard you mention the metal twins earlier, and for a minute I thought you were talking about those two girls from Philly that used to hang out with Mistress Julia in like 2007. But I think it's something different. Yeah, no, different. Uh, they're actually the Bella twins. B e l l a. Oh, yeah, got it. Uh, uh, completely different. Not Never metal, mind, but man. they they do they did like corn. <laughs> they said they were fans of corn. It's a corn tortilla. The food. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The band as well. Oh. ironically. Very on brand. Oh. Seems like you guys misunderstood a lot of what they said. Yeah. 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 Mostly wrong. <laughs> I, I eventually got it. Yeah, everyone else understood it. Just Rob <laughs> is the one that didn't get it. Got it. Got it. Gallery <laughs> girl. Uh, so, Jason, if we if we can get serious for a minute to steal another wrestling catchphrase. Sure. Uh, you know, you've been uh, around the music industry for a while. We've known each other for a really long time. 
And uh, I think you have a very interesting perspective, which is why I thought you'd be perfect for Beyond the Band, because you not only see things from the marketing side, but uh, as the front man of an actively touring band, I kill you, you see things from the musician side as well. And, and so, so you have your own company, which I'm, I'm all about entrepreneurship. And, and you told me today this today is actually the four-year anniversary of launching this marketing company that you launched, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the company was actually live and beginning to operate a little bit earlier, but but August twenty second, uh, two thousand thirteen, was the was the day that that I announced to everyone else, "Hey, I'm I'm leaving the label that I was at at the time, and I'm launching my own company." And what's the name of the company? It's called Leckberg Enterprises. Unbelievably creative name. <laughs> and uh, and I mean, you've you've worked with a lot of, of really cool. Big name bands. You work with bands like Lamb of God. You uh, work with uh, Hell Yeah. I've worked with you on like some Judas Priest stuff when you were at, at the label, and, and uh, uh, you worked with Unlocking yeah. the Truth. And so you work with bands at, at various levels of like stardom. And I guess your job is to hopefully help them get to that next level, right? Yeah, I mean the the overall idea of Leckberg Enterprises is to be what I like to call a third option for artists. So if you don't want to sign to a record label, you don't want to figure out how to release music on your own uh, or or go through all the trouble of it, you would work with my company uh, and and we would provide all the services that a record label would provide at a flat fee. So we don't take any ownership of your music. We don't take any rights. We don't take any profit. Uh, we provide, you know, a budget breakdown that says specifically, this is how much you're spending. This is what it's going to cost. The artist is the boss and the artist takes all the profit. And uh, since, you know, they're obviously taking the risk, then they get all the profit and the upside. And, and it just helps them actually have a professional release from everything, not only from, you know, a marketing publicity standpoint, but also just simply, you know, the back end stuff, all the metadata and production and getting those things done properly so that the record actually makes it from the studio to the store on time uh, and in the in the proper format. So it's it's all of the services that would have been provided, but without losing any of your rights. How did nobody really thinks about like all of the moving parts that it takes to get a record out there? But like, how did you start to you know gain the 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 knowledge and information? Like, what's your background before starting um, Leckberg I mean, Enterprises? Yeah, so I mean, I was a I've I've been in bands since I was a kid. I think my first band was when I was in high school, like when I was fourteen, uh, and and I grew up in Indiana where I was as a, doing a job. I was a house painter. Uh, but I constantly tried to educate myself and find out more about the industry, and there wasn't really a lot there. Um, but in 2005, when I moved to New York, um, I, all credit to my wife, you know, she, she gave me uh, a decent amount of leeway, and, and I was able to spend a couple of months interning and, uh, and worked my way into a, a lower-level position at a, a digital marketing agency that specifically worked in the music industry uh, in, in Brooklyn. And then from that agency, uh, I actually was backstage at a Lamb of God and Killswitch Engage show and, uh, and got into an argument with Lamb of God's product manager at Epic about the best way to do digital marketing. And he, uh, he went back to Epic the next day and said, hey, we need to hire this kid. 
Um, and and I, they ended up offering me a job in their digital department, and then I worked my way up into being a product manager there, uh, where I represented the rock and metal bands there. And then kind of during the time that they were transitioning and L.A. Reed was about to come into Epic, things were changing, and it definitely wasn't the right place for me. So I, I went to 11.7, which is a, one of the larger independent rock labels, uh, and worked there. I ran their digital department and was a product manager. And then until 2013, when I left and started my company. And now, like working at a, a label like Epic, you know, you're working in a giant in the old Sony Tower in Midtown. Uh, yeah. And like you know, all of this history at the label, all these like true music industry bigwigs. And I'm guessing you're in these meetings. And did you find yourself having to? kind of stick up for metal and defend metal and be like, no, 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 this is a thing. And like, you guys really need to devote resources to it. I mean, a little bit I did, but Epic was a, you know, I was at Epic during a really weird time. When I came in, Charlie Walk was the president and, and he wasn't necessarily paying as much attention to metal, but he understood the value of it. So, you know, it, it had its budgets and it kind of did its own thing. And then when he left, we went through a period with no president and then we had Amanda Ghost, who was a singer-songwriter who had never run a label before. Uh, and by her own admission, she wasn't really a fan of rock or metal. So she kind of told me, you know, take all these bands. You know, here's, here's Ozzy and Jews Priest and Lamb of God and Mudvayne and Hell Yeah and Incubus and just don't lose money. So they just kind of stuck me in a corner and said, as long as you're not losing money, good job. So, you know, during that period, I didn't really have to argue so much. Occasionally when I would come up with bigger ideas that I needed a little more buy-in from the rest of the label, there was, you know, there was conversation. Um, but, uh, but it, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't really a battle. Uh, I think for a lot of those artists, um, you know, they, they were getting healthy budgets. You know, the, mm -hmm. Epic was still at least spending a decent amount of money at that point. So I was able to do pretty right by most of them. I mean, you know, the bigger they got, you know, Priest and, and Ozzy, those campaigns were were pretty right. crazy and, yeah, and that was a whole different story but yeah. definitely for Mudvayne and you know hell yeah we I, th I think we did really good stuff for them uh and you know so now you're working uh on the independent side and and i'm sure you're, you're dealing with some smaller bands as you are obviously have more notable acts seeing a lot of yeah. these smaller bands trying to break through and get some attention what would you say is one of the biggest mistakes bands make starting out that's easily fixable uh, i mean the, the number one thing i always say that nobody picked up a guitar to be responsible uh, and i think that that bands just have to understand that in this current music climate you have to be a business person and an artist like there's just there's no two ways around it you know it, in in today's environment if lane staley or even you know guns and roses in 1985 came around the industry would look at that and it kind of doesn't even matter how talented they are. If you're a heroin addict and you're not showing up on time and you know, there's, there's just no room for that anymore. There's not enough money left. Um, and, and most bands aren't even getting development deals like those guys got to begin with. You know, at this point you have to build your own business to even get anybody else in the industry interested in, in being involved with you. So you have to be a businessman there. And if, and if you're not willing to do that work, then, you know, you can just stay local because <laughs> you're not you're not ready to play in the in the big league right yeah and also like today there's just so much more uh responsibility put on bands to like respond to social media and just be like very present 
to their fans that it's, you know, they can't do what they used to do, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And it, and it, it kind of sucks, <laughs> you know, I mean, being on both sides of that, you know, I've, I've had the conversations with artists where I've said, Hey, you know, I need you to get your Instagram going. I need you to post on Facebook and, you know, and then they don't, a lot of them don't want to do that. And then on my own side, sitting there and thinking about, man, what am I going to post on Facebook tomorrow? I don't have anything to post. Like, you know, there's, there's nothing remotely interesting going on at the moment. So it's a, it, it's definitely a tough thing, but I feel like it's almost like with any job. I mean, you don't, you know, you don't get a job as a dump truck driver and then show up to the job and go, ah, I don't really want to drive a dump truck. Right. You know, I mean, this is, this is what this business is now. This is what the job is. And it definitely sucks, but it's the reality. So if you want to be successful and you want to be able to continue to, to make the art that you make on your own terms, then you kind of have to do it. Well, um, speaking of uh, jobs and stuff, one of the main reasons why we do this segment is to let people who are like in school or if they want a career change, just to kind of let them know what other jobs there are in the music industry. So what would you say to someone who is maybe like a college student thinking about their future, wanting to get into the industry, but not necessarily play in a band? Like what, what would you say about PR and, and marketing? Yeah. I mean, there are tons and tons of, of jobs that are, are badly needed. In fact, especially when you get into the heavier genres, I think very often there, there are sometimes not enough people, you know, obviously there's only so much work to go around, but sometimes you have people who are kind of doing the job because they're the one there and not necessarily the best person to do the job, or maybe they're not as good as it is some as they could be. Um, so there, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there. There's opportunity on, on brand and on, you know, film and TV side to get into things like music supervision, where you're, you're going out and helping finding, find the right music for, you know, shows and commercials and, and everything else. Uh, you know, WWE, you know, those guys over there, Neil has got a, an awesome team over there that does that. They go out and find all that music and, and program it. They even help put bands together that write music. They have their own writers and write music for those shows. So there's a whole avenue there. Then you have, as you mentioned, publicity and marketing. Uh, you've got radio promotion. You know, now we have a whole new playlist promotion thing for all the streaming sites. And then there's things even, you know, deeper into the labels. You've got, you know, I have really good friends that, who have been doing production at Sony Music for 15 years, and they basically just handle the process of making sure that metadata is correct and that all of the pieces of the record go through the system properly and are formatted right. And it may not necessarily be a glamorous job, but you're still working with music and, and you're the one that makes sure that that artist's vision actually makes it to the store with, you know, the album cover not printed upside down or something like that. Yeah, and also, I think people also need to realize that it's like, you might start off in one place, much like you did, and then you have a conversation or an argument with someone and, and you move somewhere else in the business. It, it doesn't mean that if you have one job now, you have to have it 10 years down the road. Absolutely. And in fact, I would say the more jobs that you can learn, the better. I mean, I feel like, you know, kind of one of the things that I'm, I feel the most fortunate about was that that time that I was at Epic and, and Amanda Ghost kind of just said, go do your own thing. It allowed me, it kind of forced me to have to learn a few of the other areas of the business because my artists weren't really getting as much attention from some of them. So I needed to be aware of those things. And, and that helped me be able to launch the company that I have now because, you know, someone who was 
just a product manager, say 10 years ago, may not have had the understanding of the production side or the sales side that I do. And, and in order to run my company effectively, I at least need to understand those. And many times I'm hands-on and I'm, I'm active in those, those divisions. So I think, you know, it's, it, it's all about how hard you're willing to work and, and the relationships you want to make. So uh, just getting your foot in the door is the important thing. One thing that's really impressive to me about uh, what you're doing is is the work you're doing with your band, I Kill Ya. Uh, you guys are an independent band, or uh, do you have a label? To, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little. I'm pretty sure you're independent. Yeah, right? we. No. Well, we we did we signed a deal with uh, with Urban Yeti uh, for this most recent record, and we were distributed by Megaforce on our second record. Okay. Um, both of them are are very you know. They're they're very progressive deals. They're not what you would consider a traditional record deal, but but we do work with partners. Uh, well, what I was gonna, what I was getting at though is I'm, I'm very impressed with how actively touring you are, and how much you're getting out there on the road and playing all over the country, all over the world. And what I wanted to ask you is, what kind of advice would you give a band who? You know they have a they have a decent demo they have a decent local following but they want to start hitting the road and playing outside of their hometown outside of their city and go going into other states how how would a band go about booking a tour a DIY tour on their own I mean I think it's impossible to understate how long it's going to take to do mm-hmm. I mean I you know I'm actually Ikelia's booking agent as well and not because I'm good at that, because I'm not. In fact, it's probably my weakest area in the music industry. Uh, I, I am our agent because no one else is doing it. So I, you know, I kind of have to be. But you know, the last run that we just did, we did eight weeks with Skin Lab and Product to Hate, and I booked all but I think two or three of those shows. It took me four months to book that tour um, because you just. You know, as, as Randy Blythe says in his book, you have to be prepared to hear no 10,000 times. And sometimes no comes in the form of someone just simply not responding to your email three or four times or not, you know, answering your phone call or just not calling you back. And so it's, it's a tough thing to do. You have to be prepared to just really constantly dig. I mean, when I'm booking tours, there's times that I've exhausted all of the contacts that I can find and all the clubs that I can find easily and all the ones that are listed everywhere normally. And I've, I'll end up going on like reverb nation and just typing in a zip code and finding, you know, the top metal bands in that zip code on the reverb nation charts. And then just looking at where they've played and then Googling those places and trying to find contact information, you know, and, and sometimes it's just, you, you just have to keep being creative and you've got to keep working at it. And it takes a long time. And most importantly, too, you need to have a reason for people to want to book you. Like, it's, you know, if you want to go out and play, that's cool. But if you haven't had any national press coverage, if you haven't had any national radio coverage, then, you know, there's no reason that a promoter should book you. Because at the same time, they're, you know, this is their business, too. And they have to pay that club however much the club wants. And maybe it's only 150 or $200. But if it's $200 for the club and the sound guy, you know, that guy's got to put 20 heads in the room. And if you can't put 20 heads in the room as your band, if nobody is, there aren't 20 people out there that want to come see you, then you're asking that promoter to lose money at the very least to break even. So, you know, you have to kind of think about how it's, it's all one big package, you know, your promotion and your touring and everything, they all have to work together and they all have to support each other. And you can't just 
go get in a van and tour because you want to, you know, those, those people are doing jobs too. And, and despite it not being very nice to them, you need them if you're going to keep growing because you're not going to do one tour and then all of a sudden be big. It's going to, it's literally one person at a time. When I kill you goes out, there are places that we've played Birmingham, Alabama. First time we played Birmingham, Alabama, one dude, his name's Kevin. He drove an hour and he was the only person that paid to see that show. And we played that show to Kevin. And, and, you know, you see those jokes online, but that shit's real. And, you know, that's what we did. And then when we go back the next time, it's a little bit better because he told a couple of his friends and they got excited. And it, it literally grows a couple of people at a time. So you're going to need that promoter to want to work with you again. So you need to give them something they can actually work with. And it sounds like the, the number one thing you really need is you really need to want it. And when I say you need to want it, I mean, like you were saying, like when you're sitting there trying to book a tour and it's just not happening, you could either quit at that point or want it and, and, and come up with the, the idea of going to the Reverb Nation and doing the research of seeing what kind of bands are in this certain zip code and finding out those bars. Like that takes a tremendous amount of desire because it's not like you're, you're making bank on this you're doing this for the love of doing it and and you have to go into it knowing that you're not going to make any money for a good portion of your career yeah you you have to be a little bit crazy (laughs) i'm not gonna lie you know i mean i've this i kill you has been around for many many years and we've had quite a few different people in the band you know many of them i'm still very close with and i think they're great people but a lot of them we're just simply not as as the band scaled up and we got to larger and larger levels of commitment to keep moving forward you know people just kept having to tap out and saying i can't i can't make that level of commitment and i you know as long as you're honest with me up front i'm not even mad about that you know if you've been telling me that you're going to and then don't do it i'll, I'll be a little ticked but you know for the most part I, you know i have to understand that and have to respect that because it takes it, it takes a certain level of insanity you know, I mean, we're touring in what's basically slightly larger than a 15 passenger van and sleeping at rest stops, you know, and showering at truck stops, you know, and sleeping out there with semis and stuff and eating hard boiled eggs and pickles for breakfast, you know, and, and it, so it takes a, and I'm not saying that to complain. That's just the reality of it. You know, are so you into that? A, Do you wake up at a truck stop and you're like, yep, this is my life. I love it. I need a pickle. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I don't know that I love it. I don't, I don't ever wake up and go. Hell yeah. You know, I, but I wake up in the mornings and I go, all right, that was another, uh, this is more progress. This is, even if it's just an inch forward, we, we did it, you know, like the truck's still running. We're still together as a band. You know, maybe we made a couple of new fans last night. Maybe we, you know, we planted seeds a little bit better in the city that we were just in. We're making progress. And, and to me, like I just kind of the person I am, I I'm driven by the need to constantly move forward. So I get gratification from the fact that hey, even if it's small, we're making progress. We're doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah. Do they have showers at truck stops? Yeah. Oh, we're talking about- oh, my God. They're so – dude, they're nicer than my house. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'm not, I'm not even, even going to lie about it, man. Like there's three or four main chains in the U.S. now that have private showers with like codes on the door. Jeez. And you pay like 11 bucks mm-hmm. and then you get a whole little like room mm-hmm. with like a, a shower and everything it's in so- it. and. And yeah. then we just, you know, park out with the semis. We have 24-hour food and showers. T.A. Petro, Loves, and what's the other one? 
Flying J. And the Flying J, that's right. Noah's a trucking expert, in case you didn't know. Do they have, like, attendants at these places, or is it, like, you just show up? Yeah, of course. It's, like, a whole little So, like, a couple couldn't just, like, rent one out just to, like, fucking run. You need a truck. I'm I'm sure it's happened, but I'm... I'm, I'm Is there a time limit on this? Yeah, I mean, there's there's not necessarily a time limit, but they do, you know, they kind of... I, I don't know. If you're there in the middle of the night, like most of the time when we are, because we usually, you know, we play a show and then we'll drive for an hour and a half before we stop. Mm-hmm. You roll in at 3 o'clock in the morning. A lot of the people who are working there at that time, they're kind of not really caring so much. Check but if multi, like the rule is kind of you're not supposed to have more than one person in the shower at the time. And so I think if you were pushing that, you probably would, you would hear from them. Okay. I've never really attempted that because... I'm generally just trying to take a shower and go to bed. I'm kind of <laughs> but, fascinated, but like, is there a communal area? Like, do people walk around with their jvans oh, yeah. out, or like, what is the, <laughs> what's the deal with that? No, so there, there's when you go into the the nicer ones, depending on you know, some of the ones are small and they don't have space, but some of the ones that are bigger, they actually have a trucker's lounge where they'll have like big, like fifteen or twenty like reclining leather recliner chairs and yeah. they'll have a big TV there and then they have washers and dryers and some of them even have like microwaves and a little like kitchenette area. Some of them have gyms. And like I've never seen one with a gym. Yeah. I think I think so because there's a couple of there's a couple ones like we ran into one in Oakland and we ran into one where was the other one? Somewhere else in the US where it clearly had a lot more amenities. Like I could see it had a pool table and stuff like that, but we literally couldn't even get into the section where the showers or any of that were without showing uh, a CDL mm. and without actually driving a semi into the back area. So we actually kind of got screwed on that one. Um, but so I think some of them may have more amenities, but when they do that, they really like work hard to make it so that only professional drivers can go there. Nice. They don't like us smelly rock stars. Yeah. Well, rock stars. <laughs> yeah. Air quotes. Um, just like uh, before we let you go, I just wanted to go back to what you said before we started talking about truck stop showers, which is your yeah. um, you know, urge to like keep moving forward and stuff. Uh, I have a, a mentor who's worked in, in the music industry for many, many years, and he's always imparted to me that you know, as long as you do what you love you'll be happy and a lot of people you know it's it's a fairly obvious thing but a lot of people don't really hear it enough in their lives and i think it's just something very important to remember that what will drive your need to move forward is pursuing what you care about and what makes you feel good at the end of the day over money you know absolutely and i and i think something also just kind of getting a little bigger picture but i think one thing that that has unfortunately I've seen be lost in America in the last couple of decades here is the, the, the pride that we give each other in the jobs that we do. I mean, it doesn't, it kind of doesn't matter what job you're doing. If you're doing a job that is, you know, a, a legitimate job that's serving the public, you know, there's pride there that should be given to everybody, no matter what that job is, there's a, there's value to that. So I feel like, um, you know, I, I think it's an attitude change, but I think everybody can find that pride. And, and for some people, it, you know, being on the road and doing that thing is not for them, you know, right. or, or marketing or whatever is not for them. But I think that, that everyone should at least strive to, to have that pride in what they do, and they should be proud of what they do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, when I, go to, I don't go to McDonald's often, but when I go to McDonald's, if my burger is made properly, I'm, like, I'm happier and I'm a better person for it. So <laughs> I'm, I think that person should have pride in that job that they did. I don't know how you can 
eat at McDonald's after going to this fancy truck stop <laughs> banya that you Let's go to the Iron at. Skillet. Yeah, right. It's right. Classy food. Oh no, we have a we have a moratorium on Iron Skillets. Those are <laughs> no good. <laughs> What's Iron Skillet? No good. It's like a regular. It's a, it's uh, a recipe. Yeah, go ahead. You explain it. Yeah, it's it's like a. It's somewhere between a Denny's and a and a uh, Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't sound yeah. bad to me at all. Well, I mean, it's exp- yeah. I mean, like yeah, Waffle House is awesome. Like Waffle House is. I mean, that's our jam. Like we did a whole tour called No Sleep to Waffle House Tour. <laughs> but the but Denny's like it gets it just gets too fancy, and I think that they're like they're trying when they try and fancy up the food, uh, it doesn't work. I and I don't know what they put in it, but it just makes it bad. Right. They have to stay within their price range. Yeah. Class. Like, uh, like yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I, I feel like there was like a Denny's that was doing like lobster rolls or something. Oh, really? I was like, I'm never gonna eat a lobster roll. Like, De- I don't come to Denny's for yeah. lobster. That's like Tad Steaks doing filet mignon. No. It's just not. Yeah, don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Iron Skillet just kind of like they try and they try and be like a country Denny's, and I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't. Mm. I've never felt good after eating there. So we actually have a. We have a rule in Ikelia that no iron it's skillet. A good rule. Mm. Learning all the truck stop uh, trucking nomenclature. Here. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's been very informative. And Jason, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I want to mention that Ikelia has a new album called War for an Idea, and it is out now. And I want to play the song "Betray Your Creator." Are you are, are you down with a little "Betray Your Creator"? Wait. Please do. I appreciate it. And if people want to see it live, we're playing Ride for Dime in, uh, at Starland Ballroom in Jersey this Saturday. There you go. For all of our East Coast listeners, you can see I Kill You Live. And if you show up uh, a little early, you could find Jason in the crowd and ask him for some business tips up close and personal. Yeah. He'll give you the first one free, but after that, you got to hire him. Or you can intern for him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to talk to people. Come on out. Awesome. Jason, thank you so much for taking yeah. some time. Talk to us here on the Metal Injection Livecast. Thank you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Anytime, man. Have a good one. Have a great show on Saturday. Thanks. See you later. All right. That was Jason from I Kill Ya. We're playing their hot new jam right now. Here's Betray Your Creator on the Metal Injection Livecast.
Anselmo and Vinnie Paul are at your dough. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. And for the love of God don't open the door for those coked up weirdos. The Metal Injection live cast returns. Now. Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I kill ya. I don't think, uh, I'm not sure if any Paul does cocaine, but I don't know. Oh, well, Bland. And I know uh, Phil definitely doesn't. Well, it's just, you don't have, it's just, Bland is a a loose cannon. He says (laughs) things that are not factually accurate. Uh, During the music, (laughs) (laughs) Noah brought out some uh, uh, pre-opened box of cookies. Right, there's like four cookies left. Yeah. And, uh. I'll say a container, I'll call it a container. A a container of cookies. And Darren, Darren is the first one to try them. And he goes, are these pot cookies? It tastes I like weed. No. I said I taste weed in this. Right, I knew it wasn't like oh, you're right. or you weren't. You applying. knew that it's... I would never give you a cookie without telling you there's weed in it. Right, right. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to apply that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and then Noah mentioned how these were the cookies out while she and I were watching SummerSlam together here on Sunday. And I mean... I, I, I roll the joint every other match, practically. Yeah. <laughs> there I was so we much weed like on four or five. You were like Snoop Dogg rolling so, the chain And joint. so, exactly. And Noah was saying how, yeah, I think it just absorbed all the weed. From when I the- closed the container and put it away in the kitchen, uh, it must have locked in some of the smoke. Right. That's clearly I, what happened. And I'm like, that sounds insane. So I try a cookie. And Darren, you were completely right. It, it even smelled, the thing smells like weed, too. So who who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Who would have funk it? Well, you know, like smells really get into like I noticed mm-hmm. that because uh, when I when I got married, Rob farted. You know, oh, Jennifer Jennifer <laughs> keeps the house like a museum. So it's like that my first time living in like such a crazy like sterile environment. And when a smell happens to like it really you notice that it's clinging to something mm-hmm. and you realize even it gets in your nose hairs a little bit and you carry it out with you when you go outside. Mm-hmm. So my nose is much more sensitive to like smells and stuff like that now that I because I've always, you know, I've always lived in houses that were either like, every my whole life growing up. The house was like, you know, not I wouldn't say I lived in a pigsty, but like, no, a little but, bit but you grubby, like animals, you know? right? Pets yeah, and, and just like not like no one in my house really cared that much about like cleaning as opposed to, you know, being really obsessive about it and on top of it, you know. Yeah. So I, I really pick up smells a lot late in life now. I really like my nose is getting attuned to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, I had some shrimp. Few oh, days ago, only a few and days I ago? couldn't get the smell off of my finger. It was like a peel, uh, peel, a peelable got all shrimp. Under your nails and whatnot. And I had to oh. wash my hands like four uh. times just to like yeah. not smell it anymore. Is this now? Is this the longest you've gone without shrimp since being an adult? <laughs> Are you all right? <laughs> days. I don't. I, I don't try to track it. I let the shrimp come to me. <laughs> what? It's like when it happens, it happens. You just hanging out like in the ocean. Yeah, with his mouth wide yeah. open. Mm. Fucking pelican. <laughs> yeah, hairy pelican. Um, that that happens to me. Um, I started giving Bruno wet food. And even though I use a spoon, like my fingers still will smell like yeah. it no matter how many times I wash my hands. You got to stop tasting it. Yeah. There's been times when, uh, like, after I have a really, like, like um, unfortunate poop, 
and there's like a lot of a lot of mud ass, you know. Yeah. And you have to wipe hard. I feel like it sometimes takes like ten minutes to get the shit smell off. Even though I feel like like the average amount of rust, like washing doesn't cut it. Like I, there have been times like I, I'll sniff it when I'm done just mm-hmm. to do a test. I leave the room and then I sniff again. I'm like I got to go back in and wash my hands again. It's like it's you not. You need to off. use more toilet paper. You need more of a buffer. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not that. Like fingers? I, f- no. I, I'm saying this is very rare. Like I, the oh. shit is not going on my hands. Like physically, yeah. I feel like it's just picking just up the scent through. It's that's like that much shit there. You know. I guess maybe I just don't smell my hands afterwards. Do you yeah. have scented soap? I do. I feel like it, it when like most of the time this the the scent. It, I know if I smell soap that I'm good. Yeah. But sometimes smell I smell poop, poop, over the poop soap. and soap Damn. like together, like someone shit on a Christmas tree. You know. <laughs> that only Damn. happens to me when, when I put my fingers in my butt. No, I never put my fingers in my butt. Mm. You do that while you're pooping. No, not but while I get I'm more pooping. out. Like no. you feel there's like a few pieces left. You gotta reach anything. for them. She didn't say anything about pooping. No, no, no. Maybe sometimes I'll massage my butthole to get more poop out. But. Really? Okay, now now I got to ask. So, like, you're constipated, and you're like, hmm, my butthole's not spreading it's wide just, enough. Let me finger my hole No, not like that, no. Impromptu enema. It's, it's, it's over, like, a, a, a butt wipe. It's like a butt wipe, so I'll, like, stimulate it. So you're stimulating your <laughs> anus. Your sphincter. Your sphincter, thank you, to, like, loosen... To let the poop through. Just, just to get things going. Don't you ever have bit. that happen when you you poop and, and you think you're done and then you get up and wipe and the white the the contact from the wiping stimulates yeah. more poop to come out? It's like wait, there's a little bit more. Don't yeah. start yet. So she's just I mean, intentionally yeah. doing that. Sure, I, I guess I've never yeah I've never preemptively yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stimulated the. It's a dingleberry sound. Oh. <laughs> get that a lot. Uh no um I think I've had a dingleberry like <laughs> two weeks ago or something. How so the dingleberry like you immediately dispose of it right, or did you notice the dingleberry like later in the day was hours it? later? Oh no, it's not like hanging on my okay. butt. It was in the toilet. Like I would okay. you know. Because I thought I mean maybe I'm wrong about this. I thought dingleberries occur when you didn't like close yeah, out. Yeah, I thought the, it was like a, like a, a like it smudge, smudge of, yeah. of poop on your butt hairs. Like it hardens and it's uh, a little rock there. I thought know? a dingleberry is like a little tiny like poop. Like, um, like it is, but pebble. it's like it's I, I my and my understanding of a dingleberry is that <laughs> <laughs> you shit it sticks to your ass yeah. hair and then it hardens yeah. and you don't realize it and it's walking around and yeah, it's like a, a pebble in your shoe. Well, what happens if you don't have ass hair? You probably have some ass hair, though, even if you don't. Not like a man, but everybody has so, like a little well, It's ass. harder to have but a jingle like, bag. waxed. Have, I don't have enough that a, a poop will get tangled in it. Uh, we're talking about a very little pebble of poop here. No, my dingleberries are only ones that fall into the toilet. It's oh, okay. just not a dingleberry. Little They're tiny poops. Yeah, that's just a berry. It's yeah. not dingling. Oh, okay, so it's a berry. <laughs> Not dingling is now the episode you know. title. <laughs> Just a berry, not dingling. <laughs> I found uh, the gender uh, oh. live cast thank, read. Thank God. Yeah, where he talks about his poop. Maharaja, the WWE champion, Jinder Mahal, and you're listening to the Metal Injection live cast. Now that's I like. He did a good job, but like, it's kind of like, what if he loses it? Can we not play that anymore? Oh, we're gonna keep playing it. Okay, he could still win it back. Mm-hmm. Didn't somebody mess it up? I don't. I don't like. I feel that's that's breaking kayfabe if they mess up the bumper. Oh, 
But I thought it was funny. It was like a funny one. Oh, Braun. Bra- You're right, Braun did. I didn't, I didn't put it on the Dropbox. Oh. I'll have that next week. He could not remember Metal Injection Livecast, and he was like, The Ejection Metal ra- ra- something. Rock? You're listening. Yeah, no, it was great. He did it really funny, and it was to the point, like, it was like, all right, we'll keep that. Was <laughs> he, like, annoyed to have to do this? He oh. was maybe one of the friendlier people on the, he was so happy to be there, so excited to be featured and, like, super talkative. He's just a teddy bear, a giant fucking teddy bear. Yeah, nice. and also we have Bray. Oh, yeah, we talked to Bray, who was also very, very, very nice. Very, very sweet. They're very all charming. so nice. Does he, uh, did he, like, talk, does he talk the same way out of character with that drawl? Yeah, it's so, yeah, it's a little... Robert Pazbonne. Hey, you're Are listening there... to the Metal Injection live cast. Are there any wrestlers whose names don't start with BR? No. <laughs> you just Jinder name, like, Mahal. three fucking guys yeah. in a row that Brie are BR. Too. Oh. Brie, Brie Bell. Brock. Brie, Braun, Bray. Brock. 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 What the hell is Brie this? Bron- <laughs> Brie Brock. Braun like Brickles. Some, that's some Illumina- Illuminati shit right there. Bret Hart. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ben is Brown. All right. Oh, I'll take oh, it. All right. Brad News Brown. Brad Bruce Brown. <laughs> Brad Maddox. Oh, yeah. He's not really a wrestler anymore. Well, I wanted to play Brother the, Love. The, the way I introed Jinder. Jinder is known as the modern day Maharaja. Mm-hmm. What about the great Kali? What happened to him? He did. He's dead. He's dead. Dead. What? He passed away. No, I believe it. <laughs> no. I would totally believe that. With the modern day Maharaja. Did I roll my arm? You made it like Airport. What is that? Maharaja? Maharaja. He's trying to distance himself from that culture by purposely near that region, your your, your peoples. Rob here with the modern day Maharaja. Did I roll my arm? It wasn't that. I guess it wasn't that. Maharaja. You did, you did, but you forgot to mention. Oh, I I wasn't there yet. And the WWE (laughs) champion. And no, I said French. that like Iron Sheik. Like Champion! No, you said it like JCVD, I thought. <laughs> champion! Champion! I won this championship by punching people in the nuts. Ciao! <laughs> <laughs> I should replace the Sing Brothers with you. How about you come to the, to the entrance and introduce me from now on? That'd be I, awesome. I am totally into it, but I'm afraid of getting thrown into an announce table by Randy Orton. So now, Sid, since you don't watch, he has these two underlings, the Singh brothers, who are, who are like half as tall as him, and they introduce him. Wait, is he super tall, or are they just? They're just kind of short. They look people? like cruiser. Cruiser. Yeah, he, was, like he was just as tall like as Robert. Yeah. maybe even taller. Uh, and they just kept keep getting thrown around. During his matches. Okay. Excuse That's me. my one problem. Yeah. Are you afraid of heights? Uh, I could do heights. I could do heights. Just but not, the tables. Oh, yeah, okay. that's a problem. You're afraid of tables. All right, then. Yeah. Okay, you might not make a good sing brother. <laughs> oh, well. Well. There goes your career. We tried. We tried. And then here's the him talking about music. Uh, Metallica. Nickelback? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian uh, you know what? I actually don't mind Nickelback. Oh, have you heard of the theory? Can you believe that? Theory of a Dead Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Theory of a Dead Man. And I know he really likes Nickelback because Theory of a Dead Man is like a poor man's Nickelback. Are they really? Yeah. They, they <laughs> were They're also like signed on Roadrunner. They were signed on Roadrunner immediately after Nickelback. As a way to capitalize on all the contacts uh, they have for Nickel. Like, okay. hey, let's sign a band like Nickelback to piggyback off Nickelback. Nickelback and like- piggyback. Watch out. 
It's a good business new plan. Album. We, we just, uh, I don't want I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. We got a, 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 a voicemail from Chuck again. Oh, what is he saying? Let's see. I don't know. I haven't played it God yet. God damn you, Darinsky. You got me all excited that the great Kali is dead. <laughs> that big dumb piece of shit has had it coming for a long time. He's really alive. Fake news. Fake news. Oh, wow. He all hates right. the great Kali. Well, I believe we have uh, Aki on the line. Hello, Aki. No? Aki. Hey, hey, Dom. Aki or Aki? I say Aki. Aki. Aki, Rob. Aki. If he was from Auckland, it would be Aki. (laughs) But he's not. He's from. Yeah. yeah, He's from near there, but not exactly. Is that a nickname, Aki? or is, Is that a short for something? Or what is that, Aki? Uh, yeah, it's actually Alexander. Ah, never huh. heard that uh, that yeah. formulation before. It's not like a thing. It's like um, it's not like you know, a real sort of nickname. My grandfather's name was Alexander, and it was his nickname. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from, but I just got it as well. Oh, that's that's cool. It's unique. <laughs> yeah. So what's yeah, up? Yeah, and it's good because most people know me as that, so they always get freaked out when they find out I have a real name. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Um, I was just calling because um, the other night I watched um, uh, Oh Hello on Broadway again. Nice. Um, so good. You guys familiar with that? Of course. Yeah, we went mm-hmm. to see it. Yeah. Oh, you went? Sorry. Cool. We saw That's it awesome. when it wasn't um, on Broadway. They, yeah. Hipsters. Right? The OG style. Yeah, they took... They, that's so cool. They do a whole bit about um, missing the old New York. Yeah. Just <laughs> thinking, you guys. It's an even older New York for them. And you know, I uh, realized while watching SummerSlam here at at, at our uh, studio, which doubles as a apartment for Noah. Noah, you really need to move out and get your own place. <laughs> you but uh, uh, Noah in her living room. Also is representing the old New York. Oh yeah, we never. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Old picture. Giant Times old square. Times Square uh, photo. Not a giant. Regular size. Regular size photo of a giant place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's up? What is the uh, what's the marquee there? What does that main thing say there? Like that's where the ball drops nowadays, Valet. right? Valet. It's like auto shirt auto. Uh, well, that's an arrow collars, arrow collar, like t- like a men's shirt advertisement. That's like something yeah. you'd never see there. And already safety razor, valet, like, yeah, T-Mobile like or something. Razor oh, the 20s, sharpens itself. Oh, it's the 20s. Yeah. Is that lit up in the 20s? Wow. That's the real old New York. Yeah, that's old old. There on well, credit, twelve months to pay. The real old New York is is like when uh, when the you know like uh, Iroquois were marching around you know yeah before we Peter Stuyvesant the Nyacks actually the not with Nyacks when, when they though. came and bought it off them for twenty seven dollars or whatever yeah I thought the Nyacks were upstate New York um no oh, that's where the city Nyack is I started I'm reading a a book about the history of Bay Ridge oh and it mentions that the Nyacks were around here oh awesome I learned something. Old Brooklyn. Yeah. That's old part Bay of New York. I miss the old Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, like, where, like, where that arrow thing is, there's, like, a fucking Sabaros or something. It's still mediocre. <laughs> I hate Times Square now. Oh, it's yeah, horrendous. It's, yeah. it's just gross. It's not, like, I'm not even doing, like, I, I'm not going to be cliche, like, the song. And, like, I miss the old New York. Like, 
it's a lot of things about it sucked then too, you know. But like it's just gone too much the other way. Yeah, I it's. Like. I feel like if you are a resident of New York City, you wouldn't want to be caught dead in Times Square. Yes. There's right. nothing. Correct. There's nothing to do in Times Square that you can't do somewhere else in New York that would have way less people there. Right. And like you know, there is a venue yeah, there. I just that heard that it's. What's sorry, that? just say I heard like um, is got. Tourists on Olive Garden and stuff like that's yes. that's what Times Square is. Yep, I actually Absolutely. went to the to the Olive Garden in Times Square a oh, couple no. of months ago. Oh, why? Because why? use the bathroom. I no, didn't eat. no, we ate there. Oh. Jennifer's uh, family, like she had a, a few, like a cousin and an aunt that came. Were you fa- did you feel like family when you were there? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I, I don't really hate the Olive Garden. I mean, I'd rather eat in a real uh, Italian restaurant, yeah. obviously. But if I'm there, you know, it's not. I don't think it's the worst chain. It's okay. It's like pretty good. I, I think it gets a bad rap. Like it's so disgusting. Like I, I like I said, disclaimer. I'd rather eat at any real Italian yeah. restaurant, but I, I just think it's mediocre. I don't think it's like spit it out on the floor. If bad, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, we don't have it here. So yeah. We only know it from TV shows and you stuff. Just you know, like Outback. You don't have uh, Olive they, Garden. Well, they have the actual. <laughs> outback, yeah. Well, what are your fast food restaurant? places um we just have basically what you have except like half of it like yeah. we have sizzler i guess we have pizza hut and domino's and mcdonald's and kfc and we have burger king here but it's called hungry jacks for some reason it has to do with who got the franchise when it was first coming to australia like years ago it's a whole weird thing hungry. because another company tried to come in and have actual burger king even though it was like the same and then they like Sued each other and Hungry Jacks took over the Burger King restaurants and stuff. It was weird. Maybe it's because um, I, I thought maybe Outback what? Jack bought the franchise down there and the sponsor yeah. it. Now, yeah, we don't have any of that stuff, which is like, yeah, which is always a novelty to us when we always hear about, you know, Bloom and Onion and stuff. It's like we don't we don't really have any Outback Steakhouse stuff or, or anything like that here. Yeah. So anyway, we took uh, we took my wife's family uh, to mm. to Olive Can Control himself. So mm. he's, he's, uh, he's fighting his lip. He, there were there's been a few of those said tonight that Rob said nothing in regards. No, to. No, I think so. I said Jennifer. Yeah, you no, not you. Oh, our, our, uh, with Jason. Uh huh. Yeah, he oh. said it a couple times, and you just let it go. Yeah. Well, we took them to Olive. They wanted to go to Times Square and like to see everything, and then. She just said, let's just take it somewhere, like, easy to eat, you know, yeah. like, because they're... And her, her mother was there. She's kind of picky about what she eats and stuff. So, like, she wants things that she knows and all that. So just fuck it. Let's just go to Olive Garden. That's That should be their slogan. Yeah. Fuck, fuck it. it. Fuck it. Let's, let's just go to Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. That's that, That's exactly right. That is when I would go to Olive Garden. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I liked... My food was good. I can't, like, really... What'd you get? Uh, Like, uh, I think, like, tortellini or something like that. Okay. And yeah, I don't. Cheese, I don't, cheese tortellini. I don't remember honestly. I remember it being some kind of pasta. A little, little white sauce, red sauce. White def. Oh, I, if I got tortellini, I would always get white sauce. Very nice. Yeah, Agreed. I don't, I don't like red sauce. I'll let you know. Uh, Jennifer will know what I eat. I'll ask her, and if anyone cares, I'll give the update. <laughs> I I care. You can tell me off <laughs> off mic if need be. Okay. All right, Aki. Oh yeah, and you saw the the picture I shared. I'm Marvin. I know. I know. Sid and Robert did. Which one was that? 
Which one? The, which one? the sign in the crowd at WrestleMania. Oh, oh yes, I pooped so no. much. No, King, King of the Ring 99, sorry. No, I, think the I pooped too much. Yeah. I pooped too much. Sid would never say that. I was yeah, not as especially when I was twenty. I I didn't have quite these issues then. I, Sid is saying it almost lovingly. He's like, I poop so much. Yeah, I don't I don't see it as him seeing it as it's a negative. A, it's, it's a little regrettable. Like he's a little ashamed. I poop so much. Yeah, it's oh. a sad. It's a sad <laughs> defeated, but accepted yeah. defeat. Well, yeah, yeah. If if I'm I good at anything, so it's much. better than accepting if he didn't poop at all. I suppose. Yeah, my gra- my grandmother used to have a saying that that it, that was bizarre to me was a small child, but she used to say, "If you if you don't eat, you don't shit, and if you don't shit, you die." And yeah. I, that's just worse to live by. I feel grandmother's kind of dark. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> she was goth. She was a she. She was Stay pretty dark woman. So. I think that was also a famous quote of the doctor in uh, the Human Centipede. Oh. He said that. <laughs> and he was like, actually, you're going to die either way. <laughs> but eat this poop first. <laughs> How many of those have they made by now? One. <laughs> no, no. There's a, I think a three. I think three, Jesus I want to say. Probably more in the works. All right, Aki, we're going to let you go. Thank you for calling in. Uh, love, love you. Just can't wait to actually go back and listen to the, to the first half of the show. No, It'll sweetheart. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about this Alex Jones clip. Oh, boy. Uh, he was in Seattle for some reason and just like on the street and like looking for a fight, like running up to people. What, so what before we get to the incident that was funny, what was he doing in the premise of this bit? Well, this, this sets it up. Military age men are being brought in in mass. That's okay. Yeah. And then, of course, yesterday in you- I guess he's. It's for the. I guess he's the in protest. Boston. Uh, Please Seattle. tell Seattle. me oh, that Seattle. the funny thing that happens is the bus behind him hits him. No, almost. Turns, turns sadly, right. Sadly, sadly, no. Something else hits him though. All the newspapers said the stock market's going to plunge. To plunge the stock market in total globalist economic warfare against an attempt for our country to get out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership that was bipartisanly set up and written in secret how does he keep up with the so what he's saying is the globalists which is kind of dog whistle for jews but the the people who own the banks right parentheses parentheses jews are purposely crashing the stock market Mm -hmm. so that their what they want to be negotiated in the trans-pacific partnership would go through but it just doesn't make. Why would any like a globalist right. would have a shit ton of money invested in? The, right. Why would they and also, go against their best interests? Isn't the stock market doing better than ever right now? Uh, in the last two weeks, it's gone. Yeah. It's gone down a lot. No, I think it went up a lot today. But I today, mean, today, well, this but was I was like a week ago. I yeah. said this shit. But like because of all the shit the Trump said, and also it, didn't like we, really, didn't we like, opt out of TPP like months ago? PPP? Trump did when yeah. he like. It's like one of the first three things he did. Yeah. So. Wh- what would crash? I guess he's saying that now? they're crashing it so that we get back in the. Oh, he didn't. Oh. No, he didn't opt out of it. Like it had not taken effect yet, yeah. and he declined to enter it mm-hmm. when Obama was going to enter it. Yeah. That's why bipartisanly. Come on over here. Come on over here. Now you flip me off. Come on, Howard. So I guess someone just someone just walked past him and was like, "Oh, you suck." And he was like, "Come over here." 
Come on. By the way, I will say TPP. I'm against TPP, but not for the reasons that this idiot. You're not is down. No, no, no. I'm not down you're with You're not TPP. an intellectual. You're a fake and a fraud. Oh, God. You made now, the frogs gay! Now he literally sprints across the street to catch up to this guy. <laughs> he runs looking like a, like a friggin' moron. A moron. Well, explain why he looks like a moron. He looks like he's never run before in his life. Right. He he looks like a guy running to catch the Cinnabon before they pull the <laughs> gate down. <laughs> You're faking a fraud. Wait, wait, I want that glazed goodness oh. on my in my mouth. Also, for a guy who claims he's in such great shape, yeah, yeah, uh, his gut. And I'm speaking from personal experience here, so I'm not fat shaming. Mm-hmm. His gut, Cal, gut girl, is clearly <laughs> way too big for the shirt that oh, he's wearing. Yeah, he it's does that, I noticed. Because as he is running, you could tell that his gut is pulling down on his yes. shirt from the front. He's got internal uh, injuries. Thus, like you could see like the wedgie that he's giving himself with these <laughs> undersized jeans because his right. shirt's flapping in the air. That's how we know this wasn't staged, by the way. This is not a false flag uh, coffee operation. <laughs> yeah. Because he's running. He clearly was not dressed for running. He needs a bodysuit for when he runs. Oh, I don't want to see. Well, like Spanx. He needs Spanx. <laughs> Yeah. So he, he does. He wears these tiny little shirts. Like so, he thinks he's muscular. Yeah. So he catches up to this random guy who's like twenty years old. This guy's forty-five years old. He's like mm-hmm. chasing a twenty-year-old. Yeah. You come here. His face. Hey, fuck you. Fuck you. Coward. Yeah. Hey, yeah. fuck you. And it's like, what? Uh, hold on. Can we, coward. can we just go over what just happened? The, the, guy, he, the guy's gone. Yeah. The guy's yeah. gone. He runs after him and says, fuck off. And the guy says, I am <laughs> fucking I off. fucked off already, yeah. jerk yeah. No, you can't. Dick, are you the one chasing me? No, you're the one chasing me. You chased me. Don't give me any of that disinformation. This is all disinformation. <laughs> let's, let's, let's hear that part again. Wow. The guy's walking away, talking over his shoulder. Right you know what? I, I want to like extract this clip. And anytime there's some sort of think piece or anything trying to say that Infowars is a legitimate operation. Wait, hold on. Where are you seeing that? I'm just saying like people that try to like uh, normalize oh. Alex Jones. Okay. I want to like like share this clip. Like what other news outlet? Would their main anchor, their the the face of their operation, be chasing after Glenn Beck? Uh, but I can't even see Glenn. Wow. Fuck off, you fuck off. I can't. You see. fuck off. I am fucking. All right, all right, good. Yeah, you know something. I'm so, by the way, what just happened there is he's chastising this twenty-year-old. There's a guy who looks like he could be homeless, sitting on a public bench, going 9/11 truth. Oh my god. And then he goes, Yeah. And then goes back to the guy he's fucking annoying. He's harassing at this point. Let's hear this. Target demo, though. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not afraid of you people. You got something to say? Say it. You got nothing intellectual. I said, Fuck you. Yeah, because you're an intellectual dumbass to watch this. I think it's so ironic that he is. He said, first of all, you're not an intellectual. Right. And then called him an intellectual dumbass. I think he's saying, like, you're, you have no intellect. Like, yeah. your intellect is being a dumbass. Well, yeah. I want to point out, though, like, what basic language 
for someone who right. themselves assume is assuming themselves to be and it's like what intellectual would use the phrase dumbass R- right Americans. But, uh, well also the fact that this is a guy that like talks for a living right into a microphone like he he's so garbled you can't like half the time i think what you said earlier like is really true about alex jones like there are other conspiracy nuts who are just as crazy but he's worse because, like, you not only have to untangle the crazy, like, Jewish conspiracy that he's putting out there, but you have to untangle his sentence structure. Right. Because he's such an idiot. And it gets so much crazier. Like, this, he's just getting wound up right oh, now. Boy, yep. We're a third of the way through this oh clip. Yeah. <laughs> the mainstream media. So now this guy fucks off. Right. He's <laughs> fucked off. He's already done, been off fucked. And, and Alex is back by himself at, like, he looks like he wants to punch something, and it's great. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> cowards want to get in people's faces. I'm talking about PP. Yeah, how's it going, brother? Good. Just trying to expose the shit going on here. Yeah. We're trying. Like th- this part is where I'm like, wow, he really believes this fucking bullshit. I'm trying to expose this guy. Like I have to, yeah. Like I'm, I'm out here doing a survey. I have to do this for the people. Come, brother. Good. Just trying to expose the shit going on here. They're oh, yeah. trying to plunge the stock market. They're flooding us with jihadis. We're trying to take our country back. TPP just seized control. TPP. 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 Talk about sex. Talk about TPP. We're talking about sex. Talk about PP. We're trying to take our country back. TPP just seized control. TPP. Talk about sex. Talk about TPP. TPP. Trump killed him, and the CIA is saying they're about to kill him on TV. And these wait, little what's the CIA now? says they're going to kill Trump on TV? Why? Wait, wait, wait. What they said on TV time? that they're going to kill him, or they said they're going to kill him on TV? Which is the story? Let's hear it. They're flooding us with jihadis. I don't think so. I think they want just like a bullet TPP point. just seized control of our country. Trump killed it, and the CIA is saying they're about to kill him on TV. They're saying on TV that they're going to kill him. Trump I think killed the- TPP, and the CIA are saying they're going to kill him on TV. Right, like like trying to parse. Oh, kill him on TV, or they, oh, they said, said on TV, TV right. that they're going to kill him. I that feel was my like they d- wouldn't dilemma. say that on TV. No, I'm sure they didn't. Which makes me think that that's what he's saying. I'm sure like this is saying on TV. I'm sure this is completely false, but yeah, I'm saying yeah. like I want. I haven't even heard. Like I'm usually on top of these crazy uh well now you have some research to do tonight okay <laughs> and they're about to kill him on tv and these little trendy cowards want to tell people like, Who, like what is usually there's like a like a nugget of something that he's exaggerating when he does these well, like, what wh- could he be b- bitching about like his guy's in office he has to come up with shit to yeah to right. rile up no but i'm saying like what is it what's it from that he like i, I can't even well maybe come me. up with anything I want to actually talk to my face. Let's go. God bless you, brother. Nobody wants to talk to his face. Let's go. Nobody knows who you are. It's just random passersby in the middle of the fucking day. That's all these people got is fuck you. Well, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> He's just some angry man walking down the street with yeah. some other man with these a phone camera These people are the biggest cucks on the planet. You're trash. cucks. Did hey, you come see? Come tell me on camera. Come here, coward. Okay, did, now, what did you say? That, like, the Seattle Police Department trolled him. Did you see that? No, I didn't oh. see what happened. Someone tweeted at them that they should arrest him because he's yelling at people in the street, and they replied something like, we can't be sure that it's him and not just an actor posing as him. Ah. <laughs> Basically nice. accused him of being a false flag. So now another person, like, uh, 
heckles call, call him. Call them trash. Yeah, call them trash. And then he, of course, has to. He's like, oh, finally, someone to interact with. Someone yeah. to play with. Hey, come tell me on camera. Come here, coward. Come here, coward. Oh. Right here, tell people intellectually who you are. Intellectually who Go I ahead. am? Go ahead, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm your mama. Yeah, I can't even talk. Look at you. This is what they've turned the people into. This is- so this guy is totally who's fucking with that? Alex Jones. Is that, who's making that weird... The laugh is the troll, like the guy okay, trolling. Okay, okay. This guy is not taking Alex Jones seriously, and Alex Jones is treating him like Alex Jones just put on the glasses and they live, and, he, <laughs> and he's found one of the, the aliens. Yeah. Like giant, like he's t- he's acting so literal to what this guy who clearly could give a shit is saying. But that's like, his whole shtick is acting literal about stuff that's complete bullshit. Well, that's fair. Come here, coward. Oh. Right here on camera. Right here. Tell people intellectually who you are. Intellectually who Go I am. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm your mama. Yeah, I can't even talk. Look at you. <laughs> what does that mean? Intellectually who you are? Like, what does he's that mean? He's still in that last conversation. Ah. <laughs> like, well, but but like, tell people who you are intellectually. Like. What, what, how can you answer that? I'm a dumbass. I'm I'm not a dumb. Like, does he Bachelor's mean politically? Degree? Like, well, I don't know. I don't know. This is what they've turned the people into. This is this is it right here. Literal slave of the system. I just love that this is two complete fucking Wait. idiots. Like, yo, no, tell them who you are. Yo, mama. No, you're a jerk. You're an idiot. You're a tool of the system. Yo, mama's a tool of the system. <laughs> he just keeps engaging. Well, he calls him a slave to the system, and at that point. What you're going to hear is the slave to the system (laughs) throwing his coffee onto Alex Jones, which I'm not I'm not a person that condones violence or or any sort of harassment. But Alex Jones kind of had it coming. I feel, you know, (laughs) did you see harassing the guy? Yeah. Yeah. Self-defense. Did you ever see Life Stinks? Yes. Remember that scene where he's arguing with the bum and the bum is saying that he says, because uh, he really is like a rich guy yeah, that's yeah. become homeless, and he goes, "I'm Garter Bolt, and I have this much money, and I have seventeen billion dollars." And the other guy's like, "Oh yeah, well I'm Jay Paul Getty, and I have more money than you." No, you're not. And they start like these two like idiots <laughs> fighting. That's what this yeah. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good movie. Literal slave of the system. <laughs> See that? That's who they are. Look at this slave. That was great. Come on, hit me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And he's like asking. Wait, so he hit. did he already splash him or not? He yet? just splashed uh, him, and then and then he's like, "Come on, hit me!" And then he's like, "You know what? What am I doing? I'm gonna leave." Yeah, I just lost a coffee. For yeah, this. and then hilariously, he turns around and he's leaving, and I realize he's wearing a WWE Battleground shirt. Uh, Battleground is a pay per view, and he was apparently it's a crew shirt. Oh, so so when like, he splashed him, was it a four fifty splash? <laughs> <laughs> So let's hear the splash again. Just so you, you could. It's right here. Slave of the system. See that? That's who they are. Look at the slave. That was great. Look at the slave. That was great. He's like, yeah, we got this on footage now. Like the the violent left yeah. throwing their coffee in. You know why Alex Jones will never have like mass appeal? Like I never worry about that happening. Because of the way he looks, because of the way he sounds. No, uh, I don't even think it's that. I think he does have of, mass appeal, though. I don't think he has. T- he's lunatics. still a niche. He's still a niche act. This is it's why. Not, not because he looks weird. Lots of people look weird. Lots of people talk like idiots. He, like, doesn't know how to frame his shit into, like, something digestible 
to regular human beings. Like he's just yelling his code buzzwords, yeah. like "You're a slave! You're a slave!" Like no one who picks up, like the, stumbles on this video, is gonna know what the fuck he's talking right. about. Yeah. You're a slave. You have to know but, his like arcana and his like fucking like his necronomicon to know what all this <laughs> shit is, <laughs> to know what he's talking about. Yeah. But maybe because they don't understand, they go and try to look for it. Anyway, his yeah. site in in the U.S. his site rank is 817, which is okay. a very good. Now where's, it's uh, obviously not CNN. It's not Metal Injection. Yeah, where's MetalInjection.net? No, Metal Injection is like five thousand. Okay. That's still what? good. Don't feel bad, Rob. I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> He's proud of it. I'm saying that's how... Look how big metal injection is, and they're that uh-huh. much... But CNN is 25. Right. So... Well, that's a mainstream... You know, He's right, like a Nietzsche. That's big time. But, like, for example, Slate.com, they rank... Oh, 283. Okay. So, okay, still not as big as Slate.com. What's number one? Number one? I think it's either Facebook AOL. or Google. AOL. No? It's not AOL? <laughs> Number one. Number one. I, USA Hachpua. That's their Alexa ranking. Hachpua. <laughs> USA.org. Russia and oh. Iran are tied for number one. Oh, Facebook <laughs> is, is number three. Google is number one. Uh-huh. YouTube is number two. <laughs> Bing, number four. Bing, number Hachpua. <laughs> yeah, that probably is what... <laughs> Did I just spit on you doing my Hachpua? A little bit, but it's okay. Sorry. Bing is 23. Wow. So CNN gets more hits than, than Bing. I thought you said CNN was 25. Oh, did I? I thought it was... Bing has very bad, like, Q rating or whatever. Bing is, like... Bing has very bad, like, public aware. I feel like people... Yeah, but I feel like every Windows computer... Right. ...comes with Bing as a default homepage. So it's like they have such a lead in that. For the three seconds it takes to change that window. Right. Some people don't. People go to Bing to to change their browser to other things. Yeah. That's all it's used for. Well, there's there's a little bit more here, so let's just... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know. The front is your brainwasher. This is the brainwasher. Where they have more coffee. This is the brainwasher. You see? And I'm proud of this. Because this is who they are. I've deliberately... That's why they're allied with jihadis. Because they hate the West so much. That guy, that guy is allied with jihadis because he's trying to censor Alex. That that blew my mind. That was Arabic roast, people. <laughs> but, but as you were saying, it's like that's like his shorthand language because they're yeah. saying the left is enabling jihadists or yeah. whatever. There's so many but, little like lily pads that he's skipping over to get to that shorthand. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Hate the last so much. They hate, they hate the prosperity because he hates the West so much. The prosperity. He just said he's going to work. Also, he's clearly pretty prosperous in that he could just waste a whole cup of coffee like that. Right. <laughs> It'd be fine. I'll have more. It's fine. It's not like, my last cup of coffee. Fuck it. How is he? Let's go to Olive Garden. But how is he being oppressed if he's like number eight hundred and whatever? You know what I mean? Like exactly. his, he his doesn't mean him specifically. There. I think he means great Americans like him. But he is one of them that has one of the largest platforms. And that's he's their hero. He's their champion. He's the voice of the voiceless. He's the voice of the schizophrenic. But if he can do it, why can't they do it? Because they're they're further down the path of schizophrenia. They're all in institutions. So that's more on them then. Yeah. He's just the one that managed to escape. You look at that guy. He was physically grotesque. Physically soul sucked. How was he intellectually? He was physically empty. Oh, Alex. And that's why we have to come out here and show people what's going on. Because these people are bots. They're in a cult. 
How you doing? Wow, he's insane. How you doing, brother? That they is... Don't know what's going on. Can, can, can you speak? He's belly calling the We're trying to see if any of these folks can speak out here. Speak? I don't talk to racist fucks. There you go. See, they cannot even talk. What is it? This is like those, like, you, we, we played it back in the day, like those public access show clips where uh. they have a live call-in number and people just keep <laughs> prank calling over and over. Hey, fuck you! Fuck you! What's up, brother? Fuck you, you're a fucking asshole. Right, over except, over. except the guy hosting the show is saying fuck you back to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Fuck you, you're a slave! You're a slave to the bots! It's the fuck you hour on B-Cat. <laughs> fucking... Douchebag, red faced pumpkin head. Ugh. Roly poly. <laughs> There's a little more to this. It's like a cult bot where they get to feel good, call everyone racist heifers. They watch MSNBC. Now he said three. He says it. Hey, I got carried away. I'm sorry, folks. This happens. He realized he wants they- this to go viral and be played on like all the other news channels so we can't curse too much. It's very nice. He's making them bleep not it. have to bleep it. Yeah. Go along with all this stuff and. They have absolutely no understanding of how brainwashed they are. So I, they have absolutely no understanding of how brainwashed they are. That's kind of how brainwashing works. Yeah. It would make no sense to wash the brain and then leave it aware Just that it's that been Just that one washed. stain. Does he think that he's Roddy Roddy Piper and they live? That's, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That movie is like paranoid, you know, schizophrenia. Yeah. Like made real in a film. Uh, and then... Alex Jones followed up with the Seattle man has been identified as a former roller derby announcer, wrestler, singer, and all around literal pot belly goblin. Wait, but he was a wrestler, so he could beat the shit out of Alex Jones, but he's a pot bellied goblin somehow? Wait, hold on. So, and, and also, like, Alex Jones is calling someone else a pot bellied yeah, goblin? Yes, seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a perfect description for him. Yeah. <laughs> I like that the first comment is staged. Alex is on Soros's payroll. You're all being duped. Yeah, now I love those people. They're like wow. Alex Jones is a false flag Next to make. Level. Yep. He's so he's so stupid that he's there to cast this. He's Persians discrediting on. us. Yep. Wow. Discrediting actual conspiracy theorists. <laughs> or it could be like a liberal using his own like tactics tactics against him. What do you mean? Like it could be like I could see you leaving that comment, you know, as a joke. Like, oh, you're just a false flag for Soros. Oh, you mean they're being sarcastic? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that's how crazy they are. That you never know. Right. It's post true. Law. Yeah. Uh, area code eight oh one. Are you Alex Jones? Yes. No, this is not Alex Jones. Go. Oh. Who is this? Uh, this is Jonathan. How you guys doing? Wow, you didn't even get into like your your shtick at all. <laughs> no, I, sorry. Your Alex Jones is so superior to mine, Darren. It's just intimidating to try to try to stand up to that. Well, thank you. On but... the rankings of Alex Jones impressions, <laughs> where would you put Darren's? Oh, Darren, an eleven out of ten. Oh, thank you. He's more Alex Jones than Alex Jones, and I mean that as a that, compliment. That's not a ranking. That's, that's a rating. That's like two ones. Oh, okay. we, yeah, we wanted a ranking. <laughs> but what, do you have something? Wait, before oh, we ranking? do that to him, what, is there something you want to say? Or? Yeah, I just had a question for you guys. I've been um, hitting the treadmill more lately, trying not to look like you make Mike Francesa sound, <laughs> and uh, kind of put together my own, <laughs> put together my own kind of metal playlist to get me running. Okay. And I was just curious. 
if you guys are doing cardio, do you have any songs or like a playlist that you put together? Any highlights that you might share that I might add to my playlist? I listen, and this sounds very self-serving, but I listen back to our shows when I when I do cardio on the machine because I, you know, like that's when I mm. want to. I want. I want to. I, I have to carve out time to review the show because I feel like you know, it's it's like I've there have been weeks when I haven't listened to the show. And I feel like I'm lacking something the next week. Like I need that context, you know, to do a better show. And so that's what I usually listen to at the gym when I do go. Sometimes I'm a lazy, fat bastard. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really <laughs> done. Smart. I haven't really done cardio, but usually for my gym playlist for the treadmill, when I would do it, I would listen to mm-hmm. the, uh, Black Dahlia. Uh, I also listen to okay. podcasts. I can't listen to our podcast because. Uh, I've tried doing that and no, like sometimes I'll just get like self-conscious about something I said or like start, I start getting critical and I, you self-conscious not like, uh, yeah. Like I just start thinking about something that was said and I'm just like, cringe. Yeah. And I, and it gets too distracting. So I can't listen to the show while doing cardio. You mean you can't listen to yourself talk about ball stretching while you're doing deadlifts? (laughs) I don't think that's what he meant. Uh, (laughs) you know, sometimes those types of conversations definitely, I'm like, Oh, why did I, why did I (laughs) knew where it was going to go? Because you know, like we all know each other so well and, you kind of, as, as weird as it sounds, you kind of forget you're on the fucking like um, on a podcast. Yeah, like I just feel like we're talking amongst ourselves. So sometimes I'm a little more honest than I would want to be. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. that's which our I, skills as interviewers too. Uh, which uh, I don't like. I'm ultimately I'm fine with it, but just listening back to it while I'm doing cardio is not yeah <laughs> conducive to wanting to continue to do cardio. So right. I I try to listen to other podcasts. But the point I was getting at is listening to a podcast is a good way to forget you're doing cardio when yes. it's not you that you're listening to. Mm. Flies by. Because you're f- just focusing on what's being said. Uh, but when I was listening to music or when I want a change of pace, my go-to albums are Hatebreed's Perseverance, which is my number one cardio album. The beats per minute mm. uh, matches fantastically to the pace that you should be going while doing cardio. Yeah. And the uh, other one is uh, the Five Minutes Alone, uh, not Five Minutes Alone, uh, the, the yeah. album Far Beyond Driven, P- Pantera's Far Beyond Driven, yeah. uh, because that album is, again, all bangers, it's my favorite Pantera album, and great pace for cardio. You, you need to find that mid-tempo metal. Sid? <clears throat> Which one is cardio? I agree. <laughs> Is that like, like with, walk, is that walking like Bruno with the the sticks with the baton the when ribbons on them and, down, and the, no, you wear the, the when you went up outfit? and down the stairs no. twice to open the that's door that's cardio I wasn't listening to anything walking or running listening to my own wheezing <laughs> there you go that's my <laughs> playlist the sound of me dying slowly seasons in the abyss another one with a good uh, good tempo yeah. Oh, that's good. I think. Agreed. Right. At the last Metallica album, I know I keep, yeah, I keep jerking that album, album yeah. off, and I apologize to the audience, but it's really like very like good exercise music. Yeah. yeah uh, Ninety. Mon- it came up on my as I was getting on the treadmill today. It was that drove me or drove me. That was good. What, what's it? Um, oh, that on my playlist. Um, since Darren mentioned. Um, hardwired to self-destruct, both um, Moth to a Flame and Spit Out the Bone were two that came up for me today. So uh, it's kind of like hitting the lottery when it's one I'm hoping 
that comes up when I just have it on random. Yeah. And those are two that were very interesting. 60 seconds. Oh. Sorry about that. All right. Well, uh, yeah. thanks yeah, for calling perfect. in, Jonathan. We really appreciate it. We're going to have to start wrapping things up. Yeah. And <clears> also, <throat> Rob, if I remember correctly, you asked one of the wrestlers for their advice to losing weight. Was it Jinder? Oh, yeah. I did ask Jinder. how many wrestlers did you ask? <laughs> oh. One. Oh. Uh, <laughs> here's Jinder's advice. This is going to make the final yeah, cut. Any musician being tag team partner. Oh no, this is gonna be a good one. Who's the singer from Slipknot? Corey Taylor. Yeah, that guy, man. He's like huge straps, big neck, so. Right, Corey Taylor. You mean, uh, one final question, you know, I'm trying to trying to lose this gut. Your your transformation has been insane. A- any diet tips for us gut people? <laughs> yeah, first thing in the morning before Ten you start seconds. Just do like 20, 25 minutes of empty stomach cardio. It'll make a huge difference. It turns your metabolism uh. on for the day. And I also drink minimum anything. one gallon of water a day also. Those are two very easy things. Do you just dribble walk around with a gallon of water? Yeah. And you're just chugging it? I'm just chugging, yep. Do you need to go to the bathroom even on the, on the carpet for a while? <laughs> you got all that. No, Dude, water. I peed no, myself. We're good. We're good. All right. Cool. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Peter. There you go. I uh, yeah, I can't do empty anything stomach anything. On an empty stomach. Sometimes I'll go to the gym in the morning, but like I have to eat something beforehand. Otherwise, it's like, what's the point? Like I can't. Yeah. No energy. But uh, people, some people swear by it because of the. I don't know. You're uh-huh. using energy, so you need the food. Well, that's how you would go to that. Extra well, the mile, idea then. is because you don't have energy, it like Tons it uses more. your fat. Yeah. It like takes the energy from your fat that's your storing. Uh-huh. That's why, because you're tricking your body essentially. Me and Jack Elaine over there. Suzanne Summers. Uh, we also got an email from Eggers before we wrap up. Last week, okay. you might recall, we uh, uh, read an email from him that just was, the whole email was about how he didn't want to ramble on and on in an email yeah. and just ask a question, mm-hmm. but then spent so long rambling that there was no question, right? I can't remember. By the length of that email that I see propped up in front of you, it looks like he's done a little bit more of that this week. Well, he goes, thanks for reading my email last week, guys, especially with Rob's scintillating voice. Mm. I chose email to contact you guys because, surprisingly enough, I did edit my thoughts. Just not enough, I guess. If I sent a voicemail, it would have probably been three hours long. Also, I wanted to say I'm working on a new death or no death it may take some time, so I won't bring it up again until it's done. I'll probably also only send it to 3D so Rob can't cheat. Uh, some statements, but it does go into an actual question this time. I may use the term guilty pleasure, but I don't feel guilt in what I listen to. Just a term for songs others or even I myself may be surprised are in my library. Why would you be surprised that a song is in your library? Like Santa left it. <laughs> or maybe it's well, that U2 album that. that they just threw on iTunes. Remember? Uh, and everybody got very angry. Remember when that was America's biggest issue? That And you it know what was so YouTube stupid about that? Album? It was so easy to delete. Everyone's like, I yeah. can't delete it. I was like, I just did it in three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a problem for me. Uh, anyway... Uh, I don't care if you guys hate Michael Graves' Misfits, Newfound Glory, or T-S-O-L. Sid, sorry, but you told me livecast chat a long time ago. This is him editing. (laughs) 
they suck besides oh. the song Blue. Blue is a Cold good song. Blue. But Flowers by the Door is my jam. I'll still listen. Well, <laughs> nobody says you shouldn't listen to these bands because we hate them. Yeah. You should listen to whatever you like. That's what right. that was what I meant by the there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure like you shouldn't be ashamed of what you like. Yeah. Just like it's what you like. I think there's some things you can be ashamed of, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to them. Uh, but like what? Like what? For example, I don't know. I don't have a good example. What are you ashamed that head. you like? I don't. I mean, I get your point. I don't. Yeah. Really, I'm not really like. I wouldn't use the word ashamed, but I think there's. You can be aware that you, it's a little, you could be you aware like that it's a little cringy, mm-hmm. and still like it, mm-hmm. and not and not and not deny liking it. Well, he goes, uh, he continues, I listen back to songs many would probably vomit or get triggered if they heard again. But does being able to choose whatever, whenever, what they hear with streaming services? What? I lost him there. Uh, You need to do some more uh, editing here. I'm kind of like, uh, I'm kind of enjoying how nonsensical... Was that is like that a it? whole sentence you just finished, or Here. did you stop in the middle of the sentence? This he is the whole. This, is, on the this is the entire sentence. <laughs> I listen back to songs many would probably vomit or get triggered if they heard again. Okay. Who has ever vomited from hearing a song? But does being able to choose whatever, whenever, what they hear with streaming services? That's the period. End of the, oh. That starts out as a question, and then it never but becomes d- a question. Let's try it again. And then I'll read the next sentence. Maybe th- this will help. But does being able to choose whatever, whenever, what they hear with streaming services might make one more lenient on music? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess he's saying being able to choose, being able to listen to whatever you want whenever you want it. Uh, would make one more lenient. open to like, different op- genres yeah. and stuff because every, you have access to everything. So things. Since might I'm not in. in a college in the '90s, I don't have to be forced to listen to the Wallflowers one headlight at least four times a day. Ah. I can listen to it when I want, as little or as Five often as possible. Think, well, I haven't heard that song in forever since Brooklyn College. <laughs> so, probably. Yeah. Think about some songs you guys hated back in the day. Think after a really long refractory period, you could see you didn't truly hate those songs. Just that you hated you couldn't get away from it or people wouldn't shut the fuck up about how I'm great a band sure was. I'm pretty sure I didn't like Semi-Charmed Kind of Life. Closing Time by Semi-Sonic is one of my all-time least favorite. Uh, uh, now, if you excuse Marcy me, I'm was. going to listen to more 90s Janet Jackson songs. All right. That's good. Quickie, is it weird to think 80s to 90s Janet was hot? No. no way. That she was a sex symbol. She was hot when she was like in her late 40s, early 50s still. She just had a baby at 50. 60. Uh, 60. She had a baby at 60? I don't know. Is she 60? No, I think, I think she's, she's 50. 50. She's 50. Yeah, she gave birth. She, but she, yeah, she did just have a baby. There were those like spy shot nude photos of her like a few years ago in like in her yeah. backyard smacking her ass. And she really? Great. Yeah. I didn't know that. She's, like She's currently Sunday 51. What creeps people are, man. So yeah, she had it at 50. Hey, Sid, uh, Sid looked at those pictures. Damn right I did. It makes him a creep by default. All so right. he goes, am I the only one? I mean, I know you could easily see the resemblance to her and Michael, but still, all for you, Rhythm Nation. Enough oh, said, was, for me at least. She was smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Poetic justice. She's a very justice. Young lady. Yeah. 
It's hot in that movie. Though. I'm sure uh, when Michael uh, Jackson went to his plastic surgeon, he used, she was like eight. He used <laughs> photos of Janet as reference. Like, yes, I want a nose. But they all got yeah. the same nose jobs, so okay. he probably got it before she did. Yeah. He's way older. before. So that might be a vice versa situation. He had his nose job on Thriller already. Mm-hmm. That's like the first thing he he altered on his face. Yeah, she was she was she didn't they they I guess that was like your 18th birthday gift or whatever. <laughs> I don't think he needed gifts at that point. Yeah, He's a multi-billionaire. No, gift when he was, was a dad doesn't beat the shit out of him. It was for his quinceanera. Oh, Miguel. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess if you Google Janet Jackson nose job, there's plenty of before and after. Of course. Yeah, she. Well, everyone in that family got the same nose yeah. job. Jermaine Jackson has the same thing, too. It's rough. He looks very like him and his son, rough. Your Majesty. What? His son's name is Jer Majesty. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't do that to your children. Please. <laughs> please. I implore you. If I have hold any sway with anyone in this audience, please don't give your child a wacky name. Do you, does he have, like, a kid named Jeremy? Like, he was just doing J-E-R names, and he, he, ran, he out. ran out. So he's like, I'll have to make one up for this last one. Jer Majesty. How, how many kids does he have? There's got to be more Jer- <laughs> like Jerry, you know. Yeah, Actually, but that, I'm out of it. Jericho? Yeah. I don't know. Name Jerusalem 2? <laughs> <laughs> Is there any more to Edgar's letter? Uh, God, no, that was not. it. Just the... Uh, the. Uh, Are you sure that he meant for us to read that on there? Yes. Yeah. Clearly. The subject is actual question this time. Oh. So and some rambling. What was the question? The so- uh, About Janet Jackson. Oh. Is it weird really? that to be like her music? And her nose. Uh, anyway, well, we hope we answer that, Eggers, and I'm very proud of myself for uh, getting through that email. Oh, and I believe there was a, f- a follow-up to that first email. I feel like trying to re-edit my thoughts to where they're not as long as a tomb. I lost my own point and left out some stuff. It's like trying to have a discussion with myself. So honestly, even if I have a question, I should probably just wait for when I can call in. Or don't smoke weed before writing one of these. Or become a, a, a radio host, because that's, that's what radio hosts who host shows by themselves have to do. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. have a skill. And uh, before we wrap things up, you know, you're going to probably hit your, your mobile phone once this episode ends to press pause or whatever. While you're there, give us a little rating, a little review. Tell us you enjoyed it in the podcast app and uh, follow us on social media. Facebook.com slash Metal Injection Livecast. On Twitter, we're at MI Livecast. I'm Rob Injection. I'm Noah Injection. I'm Bland Injection. And Darren has a Facebook page that you can like. But who cares about that? Don't even mention that. People want to talk to you. Yeah, and sometimes you'll post funny videos. Mm-hmm. So don't be patronizing. Who cares? Oh. What? <laughs> Fine. Don't like Darren you on post, Facebook. You post nice photos. I don't well, you could also uh, pick up a shirt, show your support, or an iPhone case, or a or a notebook. School starting with uh, metal injection graphics on it. Go to metalinjection.net/livecast. Hit the merch button. I meant metal injection livecast merch. Uh, and graphics not the metal injection graphics you know what i mean all right you could do that it's gonna do it for us we'll be back next week next tuesday gonna have a show it's gonna be a good show we have a special guest 
We might have a special guest. Let's not say it and jinx it. Okay. Most likely we will have a guest. Bye, everybody. The richest man in the world. The richest. The richest. Shut up. Shut up. Who are you? I'm Jake Paul Getty. I was the richest man in the world. You don't see me ranting and raving about it, do you? No. I took my losses. What losses? During the crash, the clash, the smash. Listen to me. You're not Jay Paul Getty. You are a pathetic, broken-minded little bum. In your mind, you think you're Jay Paul Getty, but you're not. Whilst I, on the other hand, am Goddard Bolt, a genuine financial giant. So am I. You're not. I am. You're not. I am. You're not. I am. Wait. Come with me. Where are we going? Over here. Let's talk. Now look. Let's be reasonable. Okay. There's an enormous difference between us. Even though in your twisted mind you think you're rich, you're really not. On the other hand, because of my serious understanding of the world of finance, I have amassed $6.4 billion. And I've amassed 6.5. You didn't. I did. You didn't. I did. You didn't. I did. Wait. Let me show you something. What? This. Oh! Oh! Look. I don't want to hurt you. You don't? No. It's just that it's important to me that you understand. I guess it doesn't make any difference who's richer, does it? Oh, no. Well, forget about it. Oh, God, thank you. Because I'm really richer. I don't know.